This is the bonus episode of Flying from Ingle Jade, Girls Just Want to Fly, episode 16. Hey, hello everyone, Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. Welcome to PPG Grandpa's Pure Motor Podcast. You also find us at clearproptv.com. And if you just want to listen to us, it's paratalk.org. Every Wednesday night, paramotorgirl.com, also known as Flying Flamingo Jade, has an all-girl podcast, and we get to rebroadcast it. Here's number episode 16 of Girls Just Want to Fly. Um, tonight, guys, uh, we have a special guest. She's an 18-year-old college student, and she is a private pilot. Um, she has her private pilot's license, and she has instrument ratings, and uh, she is also a skydiving student. She is not into PPG yet. So let's welcome Lily Horst from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Lily, are you out there? I am. Hey, Lily. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining in with us tonight. Thanks for having me. Yep. Taking time away from your studies at uh, uh, college. <laughs> what college are you going to? I am at Westchester University. Okay. And what are you going for school for? And I'm currently majoring in communication studies, but that is likely to change, but we shall see. Okay. Uh, first year, right? Yep. Yep. Freshman. Okay. How far are you from home? I am about an hour uh, from home on Fridays. It's like an hour and 20 because traffic from Philadelphia is a real thing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So it takes a little bit longer, but yeah. So do you do your flying where you're at at school or back home by mom Um, and dad? So I go back home to fly. So I'm typically home three times a week. Uh, I typically go home either Friday night or Saturday morning. And then I'm there till Sunday night. And then I typically try to get home on either a Tuesday or a Thursday as well. Um, Cause I'm done with classes at nine 15. So it's super easy to get home to fly with my flight instructor. Okay. All right. Krista, you got anything? How did you get into flying? Yeah. So my whole family is into flying. I'm a third gen pilot um, on my dad's side and my grandpa got into it. I'm not even sure how many years ago. Um, and that followed all of his children. Um, so his sons both got into it and his daughter, my aunt, um, took lessons and she got all the way up to her solo cross country and she like freaked out. Um, she just did not like flying that far, um, alone. And that ended that progression (laughs) pretty quickly. And, um, but her husband actually ended up getting into it. So he's a pilot. uh, He's the pilot of their family. Um, and then of the 10 grandchildren, I'm the only one to have taken it up so far. And you've got siblings, right? Yep. Yeah. So I have two sisters. Um, they're like, they enjoy getting the airplane with my dad, but they're not like, Oh, I really want to go get my license. What about the boyfriend? Nope. Not even a <laughs> foot in the airplane yet. You said, right? Nope. Not even a foot in the airplane yet. <laughs> and he's a firefighter. You said. He is. Yeah. Yep. So he's a, got his interior rating. So he's fully certified. Um, I'm super proud of him, obviously. And he's in college as well. Okay. And what is he going to school for? Nursing. So he's going to get his, um, his BSN. Very nice. We need lots of the nurses out there right now. 
Yes. Anybody <laughs> in the medical field, that's for sure. All right. Krista, do you want to talk a little bit about the scholarship at all and anything that I, I know last night it was brought up and there's, it's a more of a to be continued, right? Um, until the gentleman, Mr. Jeff sets things up, right? Uh, yeah. So um, he put it out, uh, I think in February, they'll know who the scholarship is going to go to. Um, but I'm not really sure how they're picking the child yet. Um, we did ask if we could please be a part of it. And obviously we'll make sure everybody knows about it. Um, but February is when he's announcing whoever the student is. And, um, the principal of the school, um, is aware. And I'm assuming maybe he's the one picking. I'm, I'm, I'm clueless, honestly. Okay. We were kind of floored by it. But what I got out of it last night was that he will um, get us information as to anybody wanting to donate for the scholarship also, correct? Correct. Um, and he gave his address out, but she lives behind us. We didn't yep. know that. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was a history teacher at a middle school. He taught our daughter um, and Shane helped him coach track with our son. Um, but he never taught Gage. She just knew about him. I, I guess, cause he's just that kind of kid. But, um, so when he passed, I guess he felt like he wanted to honor his friend. So he did a scholarship for him at his alma mater. And then he also wanted to do one for, which it wasn't Johnson, but middle school, they eventually go to college. So he was picking a high school senior. Um, and the bottom that they would get would be 500. So anything else over that is what we're all trying to raise for okay. this chosen. And I, I know a lot of the guys had questions about it last night. So um, I'm willing to help out, you know, get that out there as soon as he gets any of that information um, that we can get that out. So people can donate if they're wanting to do so. Yeah, I, he left a thing on our door uh, regarding the other scholarship information. Um, I just haven't read it yet, so I'll have to okay. read up on that for the other gentlemen. All right. All right. So, Lily, what type, uh, I guess, when did you start flying? Yeah, so I started flying, I, you know, I was put in the cockpit. It's just an itty little baby. Uh, I took my first airplane ride before I could even remember it. Um, they put me in the front seat of a J3 Cub, strapped in my mom's lap, um, and I cried the whole time, wailed my eyes out, hated it. Um, you know, fast forward. What was that? How old were you? Uh, probably two. Okay. So, yep. So fast forward, uh, you know, growing up, then I grew up around, I grew up right on the airport I fly out of. Um, dad owns a company there, very involved in just the airport community that my, um, or my airport has and when I was about 14 I was like oh I'm kind of interested in learning how to fly and my dad was like okay that's funny you're like 14 like you know I was like no seriously dad I want flight lessons and he was like I'm not paying for you to have flight lessons yet um so the deal was that once I could fly completely around the pattern in the cub uh without him saying anything he would get me a flight instructor so that took me about a year, you know, just super inconsistent flying, doing whatever. 
And in that time, he bought the Cessna 150 I currently have. Um, he's just always been like a Cessna enthusiast. He loves the simplicity of the 150. Who doesn't? They're great airplanes. Um, I adore ours. And he refurbished that. So when I was 15, I was like, I want to solo on my 16th birthday, which is the earliest that you can legally solo an airplane. And he was like, well, you know, you fulfilled the deal. So here's a flight instructor. Um, and he set me up with my first flight instructor, Abby, when I was about 15 and a half. Uh, that was, oh, wow. That feels like so long ago. That was uh, fall of my sophomore year of high school. That sounds so young. Holy cow. And wow. Sorry. That's like the first time I've said it out loud. And I'm like, that's so young. Who lets a kid fly an airplane? <laughs> um, so then, yeah, on my 16th birthday, uh, it was Mother's Day that year, and I woke up, and it was raining, and I just remember crying because you can't solo in the rain as a student pilot. Uh, two days later, I went to the DMV and soloed an airplane on the same day, played hooky from school. It was a great day. <laughs> That's kind of how I got into it. Wow. That's awesome. So you have a plane? Uh, yeah, we have uh, we have two planes in my intermediate family, like my dad, um, and my mom. And then we have three planes, um, that get shared among my, uh, grandparents and my dad's siblings. Um, and then my dad's brother has two planes as well. So we have a, we have quite the fleet. <laughs> so which one do you fly? Um, I fly a lime green Cessna 150. Her name is Cheryl. Uh, that is the one I primarily fly. We have a Cessna 182 as well uh, that I've had to, that I've gotten to fly a couple times. Um, I'm starting to get more comfortable in that. Um, I'm not insured yet. Apparently it's really expensive to insure an 18 year old on an airplane. Uh, go figure, right? <laughs> they barely want to insure us in cars. Um, and then I've also had the opportunity to fly my flight instructor's Bonanza. Wow. But primarily I fly Cheryl. <laughs> Is it a V-tail? Um, he has a straight tail bonanza. Straight tail. Okay. Yep. All right. Anybody got any questions in the chat at all for Lily yet? Uh, Krista, you got anything yet? Uh, Shane did put in the information um, regarding the scholarship. Yes. Great. So just so let you know that. So that would be Jeff's uh, YouTube video explaining everything about it. Yep. That's awesome. And, and like I said, you know, both of us, you know, um, we'll get more information out as you find any further information or if Jeff puts any more out on that YouTube channel also. Um, what kind of, did you have something Krista? Sorry. Yeah. Are you the oldest grandchild since there's 10? Um, I, yeah, there's 10 of us. I am the fourth. Oh, okay. Yep. And then I have an older sister and a younger sister in my family. So what, what kind of licensing do you have? Do you need for that? Right. Um, so right now for flying a Cessna 150, I really just needed my private. And when I started flying, that was the goal. I was like, Hey, I'm just going to get my private pilot's license. That's what my dad has. You know, he's got a good time with that. He pots all over the you know, the country and that Cessna 150 with my mom and it's a great life. And like, that's all I really need. That'll fulfill the, the want. 
um, as I started going farther into my training, I was like, oh, I could do a lot more with an instrument rating. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, spend the extra couple months and I'm just going to power through the instrument rating. Um, I'll be able to fly down to more weather minimums, like lower cloud ceilings and stuff and through clouds. Like it just, it broadens, um, a lot of what you can do as a pilot, as well as just your general knowledge of aviation. Um, so I feel like that's a super important thing to have. Uh, so I finished that up in May. So, um, but really as far as just to fly the airplane that I have, I really just needed the private. So um, what does the instrument rating mean? Uh, the instrument rating allows me to fly into clouds, bigger weather, uh, I'm sorry, lower weather minimum. So if the ceilings are like, you know, a thousand feet, um, I couldn't really do a lot or go very far in my airplane with just a private um, certificate. And so the instrument allows me to go a lot farther uh, like I said, it also broadens your knowledge just in general of aviation and rules and things you should know that I feel are pretty important. So, right. Okay. So we do have a couple of questions in the chat. Um, sure. Cat girl is asking, what would you possibly change your major to? Um, I'm looking, so I'm currently communications um, and I'm really bored <laughs> with that. So, uh, I mean, I am only five weeks into my semester, but I started my course scheduling actually this week for next semester already. And I realized that it's going to be a lot of gen eds all the way through, which is like any major, um, but I'd really like to buckle down and focus on something. So I'm looking at going to business management or something in the business field. Um, if the airlines don't work out, I feel like I'd be able to do a lot broader of things with a business degree than I would a communications degree. Okay. Um, Deweese, uh, Milstead is asking, do you plan on flying a paramotor? Told you. you Not right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, tell us why. So I am a, uh, I'm a pilot. Uh, so that consumes a lot of studying, a lot of time, a lot of money. Um, now I am blessed because I'm in a situation where I don't have to pay for a lot of my flying. Um, my flight instructor is a family friend. And so he flies to me for pretty cheap. And then the airplane uh, my family owns. So, you know, that combined, I'm able to do it at a much cheaper rate than many others. However, skydiving, when I chose to get into it, my parents were like, well, you already have one expensive hobby. So we're not funding the other one. So I pay for my skydiving on my own. So that's pretty much my paramotoring, paramotoring is out of the option to me right now. So what does it cost to do skydiving? Um, so skydiving is, I'm at $80 a jump right now. Uh, give or take what drop zone I'm at. Um, so I'm a student. And then I also pay for gear rental because I am not in a position to really buy my own um, skydiving rig right now. You know, that's anywhere from three to $10,000, depending on, you know, what, what you're getting. Um, however, I am once again, incredibly blessed because all of the coaches at my drop zone um, don't charge me to jump with them. So I'm like jumping at like a discounted price, um, just because of the people in my life that make it possible for me to do it. So that's really awesome. Nice. Krista, you got anything? Do you want to be a commercial pilot at all? Yeah. Uh, so the airlines are the goal. So right now I'm currently working on my commercial pilot certificate. Um, and so basically when people say commercial pilot, you know, they think, I'm guessing you're thinking like a big airline or like a Boeing or an Airbus or something. So um, that's your actually your airline transport pilot. Uh, which is a whole separate thing that like people don't even know exists. So I'm currently working on my commercial certificate, which just allows me to get paid to fly. So 
hopefully next season at this time, I'll be jumping sky or I'll be flying skydivers and jumping when I'm not flying. So <laughs> that's the goal. Slow days is asking any interest in the military. Um, I thought about it a little bit. Uh, I just don't know if right now that's something that's really in the books for me. I really like the, um, kind of the idea of the airlines. Uh, I don't know how family life would work out with the military. I don't really love being away from home. That's why I'm only an hour with college. Um, I'm kind of a homebody. So like, you know, max three, four days, which is like perfect for the airlines. Um, but as far as military, that's not really in the books right now. Here's to say anything can happen in the future. So. And before the show started, I did tell her guys about um, maybe getting in contact with Michelle Helms, who is an international commercial pilot also. So I'd like to get you set up to ask her questions. In yeah, that'd be awesome. also. yeah. And if you get a chance to maybe watch her uh, video when she was a guest also. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, looking to see if there's any other. Mark is in the chat too, so he can probably. Oh yeah. Information. Yep. Uh, Will Fly says, I understand that you want to be a commercial to get your commercial license. Do you want to become a flight instructor also? So here's my thing about flight instructing. It doesn't really sound like the most enjoyable thing to me. Um, so I'm planning on getting the commercial rating. And then I also plan on getting the instructing rating. Um, it looks good on a resume to have. Um, and I feel like at some point, flying skydivers is going to get boring for me as much as I love the sport, as much as I love everything about it. Um, you know, you only get so entertained flying the same route over and over again, all day, every day. So, um, having the instructor certificate will be a good, you know, if, if that's something I, you know, choose to go into, it'll be something I already have as well as the fact that, you know, I'm all about broadening my knowledge and you can't know everything. And so I want to try and know as much as I can. So getting the instructor certificate allows me to just continue learning. So in short, yes, I'll be getting my instructing concert, uh, my instructing certificate, but I don't know if I will use it at some point. Okay. Tony Marzano wants to ask how many jumps do you have or did you, Oh no, we didn't ask that yet. <laughs> <laughs> She's getting there. <laughs> yep. So how many jumps do you have? So I currently have 11. I have 10 solo jumps and one tandem jump. Okay. Tell us about the tandem jump. So I did my tandem jump on my 18th birthday. Um, I live right by the airport. Uh, the drop zone that I jump at is on the airport that I live by. And basically my flight instructor, um, you know, I've switched, I've since moved from my original flight instructor to my current flight instructor, Jeff. Um, and he's a skydiver, his son's a skydiver, uh, his son's a year older than I am. And so we're friends. And basically I was just engulfed in this world of skydiving, but I was like, you know, too young to do it. And so I was like, for a whole like 17 to 18, I was like, okay, like when I turn 18, I gotta go skydiving. Like I gotta see what this is all about, you know? Get up to the drop zone on my 18th birthday, get all harnessed up. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna like, well, I was like, what am I doing? But I was, I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be really cool. Like, I'm going to really love this. But then the other part of me was like, I might hate it. Like, you're probably going to hate it, but I, you, you might love it, if that makes sense. Um, there's just a lot going through your mind when you're about to throw yourself out of an airplane attached to somebody else. <laughs> um, 
The other thing is I love having control of what I'm doing. And when you're tandem, you don't have any control of what's happening. You are fully trusting uh, the other person. And even though I completely trust George, which is the guy I was jumping with, um, you know, he's my boss. Uh, he's a family friend of ours. You know, I 100% trust that guy. Um, I was terrified. Got up to altitude. They opened the, you know, they shout door. That door opens. That cold air comes in. It was the middle of May. And he threw me out. And I was like, I hate this. It was, I got down on the ground. Um, I felt sick when the parachute opened. Uh, in the video, you can see. I was like, I don't feel so good. Um, <laughs> And it was just overall, like, not experience I really enjoyed. And that was my tandem. And I was like, I'm never doing this again. So, so what, did it, they, what did they count to? One, two? <laughs> um, he said, what did he say? He was like, put your feet out on the step. And I completely missed the step. So I just had my feet just dangling, like, 10,000 feet in the air out of the Cessna 182. Just like there. I was like, I'm the kind of person who, like, walks up to a cliff and, like, you know, sits with their legs dangling over it. Um, like that's my personality. So that to me wasn't like, and then before I knew it, he just kind of chucked us out. And I was just like, how, how did you do that with such ease? <laughs> <laughs> so a couple of people want to know, um, if you ever did any base jump or ever want to, uh, no, and no, <laughs> <laughs> I have my personal feelings on base jumping. I just don't think that there's enough time uh, depending on what jump you're doing to let your reserve go if you need it. Uh, that's the whole reason it's there. You know, it's, it's a backup. Um, we're all about safety. You know, we're jumping out of airplanes, but we make it as safe as we can. Um, so we have backups, we have backups, backups. Like if, you know, when shit hits the fan, sorry, I just swore, but you know, we want to be prepared. Um, so base jumping is probably a hard no for me. That's probably not ever going to happen. <laughs> What's your scariest moment? that you can think um, of either. Okay. Let's start with skydiving. Yeah. So actually this past weekend, um, I was jumping. I, uh, was on my second jump of the weekend. Um, it was Sunday. It was a gorgeous day. And I was working on, uh, I was in a 10 second free fall and working on a step exit, which was new for me. Um, from that point, I just kind of been hanging on the strut and I let go of the strut. And when you let go of the strut, you fall in a position that puts you right into your arch. Um, you know, there's very little room for error. And so the step exit, um, I really, you know, got in the airplane with the wrong mindset. I, I think that that's where things may have gone wrong on this particular jump. Um, got in the airplane. I had other things, uh, on my mind. It was, I was not hundred percent focused when I should have been. And I, uh, got on the step. I did my count next to my flight instructor. And so my flight instructor is also my skydiving instructor, just fun fact. Um, so we're, him and I are really close. Um, did my count, uh, released off and things were good. I was stable for a while. Um, and about five seconds into the seven second free fall, I was supposed to turn to look at my instructor. Um, and I turned too fast uh, and I was not able to counteract the turn, which put me in kind of an uncontrolled spin. Um, where I then could not be, I like, I wasn't able to see my altimeter on my wrist. Um, so that freaked me out enough that I just pulled the parachute while I knew I was above my decision altitude, which is 2,500 and your decision altitude is when you pull, uh, I'm sorry, if you decide if you're going to pull your reserve or not, um, you want things to be kind of settled in before 2,500 and I pulled and I was like, holy cow, that was terrifying. Um, you know, I was like completely, I've never felt so out of control in my life. 
Um, so anyway, after that, I just booked 10 minutes in the wind tunnel um, in King of Prussia, which is near Philadelphia, because I really want to make sure that I have my body position figured out before I jump again. So that doesn't happen again. Because uh, Monday morning, I woke up with some serious whiplash, <laughs> to say the least, just because of how hard the opening ended up being. Wow. What is the elevation that you should be pulling it at again? Um, so right now I'm getting out at 6,000 and then I free fall to 4,000. And uh, we were able to watch back actually the video. Um, and um, like, it wasn't the, I think it was uh, my flight instructor. That's what it was. My flight instructor remembered looking at his altimeter at 3,700 and I was pulling. So how long does it take you to go from jumping out at 6,000 down to 4,000? What's the time frame? Uh, it's about a 10 second free fall, mm. 10 to 15. Wow. Yeah. So, so the, the other scary moment I had skydiving was on my first jump. Uh, my parachute opened and my lines were all twisted and I was like, well, that's great for me. Um, you know, brand like a first jump right out of the ground school and I'm like look up I'm like oh well that's that I know that doesn't look right <laughs> um so I sat there and I fixed that I looked like a fool like twisting and turning in my harness trying to get my lines untwisted but they came untwisted no problem so so what caused that um I'm light and it was windy and uh it was similar to a static line jump uh that's the progression I did I don't know if any of you viewers are familiar with um skydiving uh, you can do an AFF progression, which is accelerated free fall, or you can do an IAD, which is instructor assisted deployment, uh, which is essentially the same as static line. So I did a um, IAD and I was just light. My lines twisted. My arch was a little weird when I let go of the strut and things came out twisted. It happens. <laughs> wow. So that's one of the questions that Tony, I think Tony's done skydiving or he's a daredevil out in Las Vegas. Um, <laughs> He asked if, um, did you go through AFF and can you explain that? Dummy, dummy that down for me. Yeah. So I played with the idea of AFF, uh, when I was like thinking about maybe I like, so I worked at the drop zone all summer, which is how I went from, I'm never doing this again to I'm completely addicted. I'm all in, you know, um, basically it was enough bullying. If you, (laughs) if you will, Oh, come on, you got to try this. Oh, come on. You got to try this. Um, everyone says that your first jump is sensory overload. That's what I've heard. Uh, and wow, was that true? Um, I didn't know what to do with the wind in my face. I didn't know what to do with the out of like out of control. Like somebody else was in charge of what was happening. Um, and so, yeah, going from that to a solo jump is like, now I'm slowly progressing into it and I'm like, Oh, okay. This is getting more, you know, you go from no free fall to a five second free fall to 10 to 15, like, you know, you just build up until you're jumping out at 10,000 feet or 13, you know, whatever kind of airplane you're in. So that is, you know, the progression I did, if that makes sense. Like I said, I did IAD, not AFF. Um, so AFF is like your first jump, you're jumping out at full altitude and you're pulling your own parachute. At least I think I'm not very familiar with AFF. Um, but you have instructors holding on to you. Whereas IAD, you're completely solo the whole time. Wow. Um, Angela, Preslick is asking, have you ever pulled your reserve? I have not. Um, thank the Lord. <laughs> I, we, you know, some of you skydivers, uh, every time we get in the airplane, we go through the maneuver, you know, um, right side pull, left side pull. Um, that's a 
that's that's a movement that I know swiftly. I have ingrained into my brain now. Um, the day I had the line twist, my very first jump, I thought about it. I was, you know, trying to untwist my lines and I was looking at my altitude. I knew that I didn't have a stable canopy and that I would not be able to land the canopy, especially being my first jump, if I had to um, basically, you know, land it with that lift. So I would have to pull the reserve. That was my other option if I could get not get the lines untwisted. Um, so, and then on Sunday, had I fallen another thousand feet, you know, without pulling my parachute, my reserve would have gone automatically for me. Okay. Krista, you got any questions? I did. She kind of answered it, but so your first skydiving tandem and it was horrible. You were sick and you did it again. Why? So we, like I said, I. Uh, did my tandem was like, Ooh, that's a no-go. That's a hard, that's a hard pass ever again. Um, and then I worked at the drop zone all summer and I fell in love with the people there. You know, they became like a second family to me. Um, really just got like, there, there were people I trusted even more. And so at the end of the summer, they were like, we are doing a ground school course for our part. I'm sorry, our pilot, um, who's super into it. He's ex-military and stuff. And was like, Oh yeah. Like really like also, he was the same situation. I also, after being around it all summer, like, I really want to try it, get into it. They're like, well, we're doing the initial ground. And, you know, me who loves to learn, I'm a natural learner. Uh, was like, well, I'd love to learn. Like, I want to know what there's about it. So you like, I'll come to the course. Right. So I went and they were like, your first jump, there's not even any free fall. And I was like, oh, I, I'm okay with that. Like, I love the canopy part. You know, if I could just ride into the canopy all day, like paramoting, paramotoring, I'd be happy as a clam. So I did the um, you know, the first few and then my five second free fall, I was like, oh wait, that's not so bad actually. Um, so like I said, now I'm just into the free fall progression and I'm slowly starting to fall in love with free fall more than can. So it's interesting how it happened. I don't really have an explanation for it. Uh, my parents were definitely confused to say the least because they were like, wait a minute, this was not the deal. <laughs> this was not the deal. Um, so yeah, they make a joke. They're like, oh yeah, how's that never doing it again going? I'm like, yeah, sh shut up. <laughs> do they skydive? They do not. Nope. So my dad's a pilot. Uh, they, they watch from the hangar. You know, they, my mom stands firmly on the fact that she does not want to know before I get in the airplane. She wants to hear from me after I get out of the airplane. Um, she's pretty set on not wanting to know what load I'm in. Um, they were there for the big milestones. Like the first time I pulled my own parachute, uh, they were there for that. They came up. Um, so, you know, they're all supportive, but, uh, it definitely makes my mom nervous more than my dad. Agreed. Like Tony says, um, don't think the Lord, think the, the person that packs your chute. Yeah. <laughs> I packed my chute that time. So, you Did know, yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. What else do you ever want? Um, okay. That's not for the question. Um, Krista, you got anything? Um, so are you going to try to talk your siblings into becoming a pilot with you or at least skydiving? Uh, my older sister has brought up the idea of going skydiving. So I think that next season I'm going to try and get her um, to come. Tom, our rigger, who's also one of my friends, is like, oh, I'll give her a cookie if she comes skydiving. 
<laughs> and she's like, I don't really want your cookie. <laughs> um, so I think I'm going to get her to try and come skydiving. My little sister showed no interest in either. Uh, my older sister showed a little bit of interest in flying when she was about 16. Uh, and then she got her driver's permit and was like, oh, that's more interesting to me. Um, and things took off with that. Uh, so. And how old are they? Uh, Abby is 20 and my little sister, Gracie, just turned 16. Okay. So the little one, though, is probably concentrating on her driver's license right now. Yeah, exactly. And they're both equestrians. You know, they're pretty competitive in their riding. So I think that that's pretty much where their focus is. Oh, that's cool. Um, trying to when think. you have to do your distance flight, the one when your aunt gave up. What was that? Your cross-country flight. When are, when are you doing that or have you done it? Yep. So I did that during my private pilot progression, uh, which was, I probably did that. I did that last summer, summer after my senior, summer after my junior year of high school. Sorry. Um, especially with COVID things just blended together and I don't know what's what anymore. Uh, <laughs> and I, yeah, so I did that. Uh, my first solo cross country, I remember calling my flight instructor the night before it and crying. I was so scared. And he's an airline pilot. So he was on a trip to God knows where. Uh, <laughs> and I called him in tears and I was like, Jeff, I'm so scared. I can't do this. And he was like, you've been doing it for years just with someone else there. Like you've been flying the airplane. You've been doing everything that needs done. The only difference is you're the only one there. I was like, I know. I like the buffer of the extra person. <laughs> So yeah, I did that uh, when I was 17. Where'd you fly to? I went to Williamsport Airport. Uh, it's like central, uh, central Pennsylvania, like in between Pittsburgh and Philly. It's pretty much like right smack in the middle. Tony's got another question. And do you jump with your own gear or do you still use student gear? I'm using student gear. So Tony, if you're familiar with skydiving, skydiving, I'm currently jumping a 260 canopy. Uh, just because I'm really light, we're trying to get me down to a 210. We just need to find a, stu a student 210. Um, but yeah, I'm getting my own altimeter for Christmas. So that's exciting. <laughs> he also said that he's pretty, uh, you're pretty lucky to be so close to a drop zone. I'm really lucky. Yeah. I have two drop zones within a half hour of me. So it's, it's really awesome. Even at college, the furthest one is, you know, my home drop zone or an hour the other way. So. Um, I'm, I'm trying to catch up on the questions here. Deweese has got a question on how many hours flying and skydiving do you have? I have 264 hours flying. 264 point something. I don't really remember what it is. Um, and then skydiving, like I said, I have uh, 11 jumps. So as far as time goes, I have like 30 seconds in free fall and yeah, 11 jumps. Do your ears pop when you jump? Right now they're not. I'm still at a low enough altitude, but that's not really a problem. I think once I'm getting up into the, you know, eights and tens, then it's going to be more of a problem. Um, but my, so I grew up flying around in the backseat of our airplanes up at, you know, six, eight, 10,000 uh, without headsets on. So the concept of ears popping is like 
like I'm used to it. Like it does, it's not something that really faces me too much anymore. So a couple of people want to ask um, where you're at and where you're doing this. Um, so I train out of Lancaster airport um, and I just skydive out of Smoketown airport. Uh, well, I do a lot of my training out of Lancaster. My airplane lives at Smoketown airport. Um, and the drop zone that I'm at is skydive Lancaster. Uh, we're still pretty new. We don't have a, an official student progression program. Um, it's kind of like there's a couple of us who have shown interest and are friends with the owner um, who are able to do our student progression there. And um, so that's where I do all of my flying out of. That's where my dad's company is. Yeah. Tony is also asking, what's what state? Tony, look at my beautiful Pennsylvania. <laughs> Pennsylvania. Yes. Land of the farms. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Not a lot here. We have the Amish. That's a, oh. we're a huge tourist destination. Holy cow. <laughs> How close are you to Hershey? Uh, from my house, like 35 to 40 minutes. Okay. Yep. So we got to Hershey Park for the day over the summer. Like that's something my, I go with my friends. Yeah. So is that like an amusement park? Yep. So it's an amusement park and then they have like chocolate world as well, which are like, I'm sure you're familiar with Hershey chocolate bars and stuff. So Nice. Krista, you got anything else? I did not know that it was an amusement park. <laughs> yeah, they have an amusement park. It's quite the, quite the thing. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. So the area I'm from is actually really um, commercialized and like a huge tourist destination uh, just because people are attracted to the Amish and then they go up to, you know, they come in from Philadelphia, New York City, these big cities, and they come out to the middle of nowhere uh, see the Amish, they crave the simplicity, apparently. I can't figure it out, if I'm being honest. And um, and then they go up to Hershey Park for the day. It's the most interesting thing. I, I really can't figure it out. <laughs> okay, I'm getting questions from the husband. He says he's been to Lancaster in the past for some training. And he wants to know if you've ever been to a restaurant called Boobies. I've not. He says it's a cave restaurant That's, i i don't know i've never heard of it and i've never been to it and he also wants to know the name of the other towns near hershey or lancaster uh <laughs> the big tourist one is intercourse <laughs> which is located right next to the blue ball <laughs> what <laughs> yeah i'm dead serious look it up look it up on a map is there another one um and and hairspray are near me as no. well hand in the what did you say hand in the bush hand oh burden hand burden hand burden hand yep. that's where i'm from hand in the bush i'm 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 from burden hand yep that's my like home hometown krista should we go there for vacation oh my gosh i, I, I excited. Let me tell you, yeah. there's, this, there's this thing called Kitchen Kettle. Uh, this is like a multi-million dollar organization. I worked for them for four years and uh, they like would bring in like, it's, it's, I don't even know how to explain it. Okay. It is like people come to see the Amish and buy jams and jellies and salsas. Yeah. And it's this village of different stores. And I worked in the jam and jelly shop. And on a Saturday in the fall and the summer, we would bring in $100,000, just that store. 
it it is the most obscure thing i i can't figure it out i can't i can't <laughs> did you try the jams and jellies i did i wasn't too impressed by them if i'm oh, being okay. honest okay. i was like i like my smucker scrape jelly <laughs> i'm good with that um but yeah they have like every type of jam and jelly you can imagine man it was insane and then there's the whole concept of the horse and buggies on the road oh my gosh don't get me started on what a nuisance these are and then the tourists that won't pass them because I'm like this is taking video and that- they want to see it it's cool <laughs> and they stop to take pictures of the cows i'm like they're just cows they go moo i can't i, can't. I could i listen i could get on my soapbox about this topic because it's like it's insane to me i just and like people don't understand that like this is the one case to pass a horse and buggy that you can cross the double yellow <laughs> just cross the double yellow to go around the buggy um and then what's the other thing about just like my hometown that, oh my gosh the Amish man they're so, I've, I've messed with them they're lovely people they're very nice they're just like a nuisance <laughs> terrible Deweese from Mississippi said she grew up in Doylestown yeah Doylestown yep that's like Oh, I don't even know. I don't, I've never driven out to Doylestown, but I know the name. And I know that when we get like tornado alerts or something, like it's in the same, like it pops up on the bottom of the TV. Mm. Um, I think that's like an hour and a half from me, but I could be wrong. Mark my, don't mark my words on that. <laughs> and Angela from Las Vegas, that's with Tony. Um, I, I'm not surprised, Angela. She said she went to kindergarten in intercourse. And she said her mom hated sending Christmas cards when they lived there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, you went to kindergarten and intercourse. I don't know what school you went to. This just sparked my interest. <laughs> Small oh, world. That's insane. Yeah. And, and Linda says she's jamming now. <laughs> sure what kind of jamming she's jamming. <laughs> is she listening to music jamming or is she making yeah, a jam? Probably both. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you meet her. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. What else? So, yeah, that would be, that's one area I would like to go see. I've never been. um... Well, (laughs) it's an area. That's that's for sure. We do have um, where I, the county that I grew up in, they have Amish and Mennonites there. And when Eric and I were camping one time in a different county, it they all had like little phone booths out at the end of their long driveways. Do you know what those are for? They, they all look have like, cell- they look like they have what? They all have cell phones. I, yeah. I, so like what, what? <laughs> well, yeah. Then those are considered <laughs> Mennonites point. though, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. So like Mennonites can have like, you know, that's the common thought. Everyone's like, Oh, the Amish don't have cell phones. Yeah, that's what you say until you're out mini golfing and they lose the golf ball and they all whip out their iPhones with their flashlights. <laughs> <laughs> so what we were told this little school bus stop or phone booth looking thing at the end of the driveway was, is they have an iPad sitting out there to make their phone calls because <laughs> they're not allowed to do any it's, communication like that, upgraded stuff in their homes. Yeah, it's... It's, I mean, and on my way to church on Sundays, I pass an Amish guy with a solar power Tesla. The world's a crazy place. Really? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Jed- Jedediah's got the Tesla. Yeah. Right. 
Wow. Well, good for them. Yeah. It's good for the environment. It is good for the environment. That is, that is an accurate statement. Oh, and never trust a skinny chef. Shane wants to know if Eric's pitching a tent. What the hell is that mean? <laughs> With Jedediah. <laughs> so what else can you tell us? You're like an open book. You're, hopefully um, this is pretty cool. Learning more about your area and you. Hey, let's talk about paramotoring. Okay. <laughs> when do you want to start? <laughs> so it was funny because my boss or one of my managers at um the company I worked the drops that I worked at this summer uh they're all into paramotoring her and her husband and they just get on their paramotors and they bebop along at like you know 2,500 feet it's the greatest thing ever I'm like that looks awesome I'd rather jump out of an airplane I think that's more my speed but you know that looks great that looks great for you well, you've got to meet Jen from um, Nebraska then that was just on our show a couple of weeks ago. She's, she's a hoot. I think she'd be fun to hang with. <clears throat> oh, and Angela says granola pie from the Amish is the bomb. Granola pie. I can't say I've ever heard of that or had it. Um, I'm more of a shoe fly pie kind of person. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh, it's like molasses and like, oh my gosh, over like a bowl of ice cream, just like warmed up. Oh, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> best thing ever. Oh, and Nick Griffith says, isn't everyone that's cool into paramotoring? <laughs> Guess I'm not cool then. <laughs> I don't really know what to say. <laughs> so do they do paramotoring at your airport? Not a lot of it. There's a couple people that come out. Um, there's like not, there's a, I think a guy has a, paramotor and is like 150 hanger or something uh so they're definitely out there but we don't have like an organized club or anything near us uh most people go out to maytown to paramotor just because it's a little bit quieter of an airport so that's about 30 minutes uh it's out towards harrisburg okay so how many would you say are out that way uh maytown i have no clue at smoketown there was actually like last last weekend two weekends ago I looked outside and there were like six up there. And I was like, holy cow, I've never seen so many in one spot. <laughs> uh, it turns out it was my boss and her husband and some friends. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. So how far are you from Jersey Shore Airport? Have you heard of that? In yeah, uh, like Ocean City, New Jersey. Is that what nope. they're asking, do you think? Is it? Jersey Shore Airport. Jersey, Jersey Shore. In yeah, so that's probably though. Ocean City uh it's about an hour flight so that's where i take people you know on the summer if i want to go to the beach i don't get in the car and drive no. the three and a half, two hours she's in the middle she's in the middle of pennsylvania though um, uh southeast pennsylvania southeast so i'm about an hour and a half outside of philadelphia okay a little bit south of philly you know what fresh prince. oh eric wants to know if you know fresh prince of bel-air not personally i'm familiar with it <laughs> <laughs> wish i knew him personally <laughs> right have yeah, you gone to any fly-ins what was that have you gone to any fly-ins like oshkosh where they have all the yeah. different yeah like so i went to oshkosh in 2014 was my first time out there um and that was like before i was super into airplanes so then this year my dad was like 
oh, I'm going to Oshkosh with some friends. And I was like, and I like the, like the initial invite did not include me. Um, so I started, you know, a riot. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, this isn't fair. Um, and it was him and two of his friends. And so I actually did end up getting to go. They weren't sure if they'd have an extra seat on the airplane they took out, but they ended up, di- uh, they did. So I got to go, uh, which was super cool. So it was like, we went out for three days, um, but it was the perfect amount of time. Saw what I wanted to see, hung out with, you know, I have some, some friends uh, off the TikTok community who I was able to meet up with and hang out with them. And that was super cool. Um, what are the other, I've not been to Sun and Fun. My grandpa goes down to Sun and Fun. Uh, he went down every year leading up to 2018. Um, he took his Fairchild 71, which is a historic aircraft. I don't know if there's any aviation enthusiasts who have been to Sun and Fun or Oshkosh. I don't know if you know uh, the name or not of the Fairchild 71, but it's uh, the only one in the world right now flying, I think, um, that's up with its currency and whatnot. And um, so I, I, I'd like to get down to Sun and Fun at some point. That would definitely be a goal of mine. But Oshkosh is the up. I go to little local fly-ins all the time. It's always fun uh, getting out of the airplane alone as a girl. And everyone's like, wait, what, what, what? Like, where's your, where's your flight instructor? I'm like, it's just me. So that's always fun. I'm trying to figure out how I caught on to you. Was it on TikTok or was it just Facebook? Um, I'm in a lot of like girls in aviation groups on Facebook. I have a, I don't have a big TikTok following, but I have a decent, I have like 3,000 followers, I think, okay. maybe three and a half thousand. Um, I have an Instagram, like a pilot Instagram handle, um, which I know you just found today because I was sitting in class and I got the notification <laughs> that you followed me. And I was like, I couldn't answer your text, but I was like, oh, she found it. That's great. Yep. <laughs> That's when I was like making my TikTok video for you. <laughs> um. Hey, do you have any videos, pictures that you want to share? Yeah. Give me one second to get those set up. Um, Krista, do you have any other questions in the meantime while she's. Uh, just when the pictures are showing who they are, because yeah. there's the one where she was skydiving with four people. Obviously we know which one you were, but. Yeah. So oh, how do I do this? Nope. That was not the right thing. Give me one second. Okay. Share content. I know that there's a screen share thing and I could see it earlier and I cannot find it. Uh, the three dots. I don't know if this is the right thing. Sorry, I'm not very techie. Um, I don't know if this is going to work. Can you see that? Yep. Okay. Um, I don't think that this is the right way to share it, but we're going to, we're going to do that. Uh, so that's me in the front of a PC 12. And that's when I fell in love with PC 12s. Um, I was little, probably like seven or eight. Uh, my dad worked for a company at the time that flew PC 12s and they took me up there and I was like, Whoa, this is so cool. So that's that. This is okay. There has to be more effective way for me to do this. Give me one second. I'm so sorry. I know we even went oh. over how to share the screen. Better and you than me because I always for some reason technical problems. <laughs> okay, more. We have meeting settings. Don't mind me, everybody. Just trying to figure out technology here. 
okay i'll just keep doing it this that that works i guess oh share screen right in front of me okay <laughs> and it says that it's broadcasting yep all right awesome there. there's my airplane as you can see so there's me in front of the pc12 i already talked about that one uh this is the day of my first solo on my 16th birthday um or I guess it was two days after my 16th birthday. You can see the weather's still kind of crappy. We were in like a really weird low pressure system that just felt like it was never ending. Um, and then that shirt is like the crustiest thing ever. I remember I forgot that they cut your the back of your shirt off basically when you solo. Um, and so I needed like, a, I just took one of my dad's company's spare work shirts and threw it on because I was wearing like a really nice shirt that day. <laughs> well, what's wrong this- with wearing a nice shirt? I really liked that shirt. So I didn't want to have the back cut off. I wanted oh. to wear it again. <laughs> oh, this Why did they was, cut your shirt? Um, it represents like, I guess in the olden days, like when they would solo a student, like it represents like cutting you free or something like that. Um, and like, you're like really on your own now. Uh, there's some sort of representation behind it. And if I'm being honest, I never really figured it out. I just know that it's something that gets done. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting if you ask me. Um, this is me in the front of a caravan, uh, Cessna 208. And basically the story behind this picture is my mom and my aunt were supposed to skydive that day. And we were having a boogie at my airport or my drop zone, which is basically when they get a bunch of people together and they advertise it super big and like try to get as many people out to jump. And they rented this caravan for the weekend. Um, and so my friend Dalton, which if I zoom in on this picture, he's in the red helmet there. Uh, he's a <laughs> skydiver. He's my flight instructor's son. Um, flew with me the previous day in a, one for- a Cessna 140, which is similar to what I have. And he was like, oh, you got to like, got to ask Dave if you can take a ride in the caravan. And I was like, Okay. So, you know, the next day comes around and my mom and my aunt's skydive gets canceled because of the really low ceilings. Uh, they couldn't get all the way up to altitude. So this was about uh, 4,000, 5,000 feet. Um, just kidding. Looking at the altimeter, zoomed in on the picture, it's 2,000. But we were climbing about four or 5,000. And um, basically, I got in the airplane because Dave was going to give me what I thought was a ride. And this man starts showing me how to, like, pre-flight it and start it and whatnot. And that was the day that it flipped for me that I was like, oh, I don't want to just have my private. Like, I want to go all the way through and I want to go to the airlines. Um, So this was last year about this time. And I was just wrapping up my private pilot's license. And yeah, this was like my my clicking point. So I give that credit to my flight instructor, Jeff, who was able to get me in that caravan. Um, And I like logged 30 minutes of turbine time and like it was awesome. So that was definitely a cool experience for me. Uh, Dalton was super salty because he just got a ride and he did not get to fly it. Um, sucks to suck. That's all I have to say. <laughs> this picture was the day I passed my private pilot's license check ride. So that was a year and a half of like actual training and studying leading up to that moment. Um, I hit a plateau and so it was finally nice, like finally get the rating. It was a gorgeous November day last year, November 9th. And it was just a good feeling. I did cyber school last year to finish up my instrument rating and my private pilot's license. So it was like, that was the moment where it all kind of paid off and like all the lack of sleep and stuff. Um, So that was awesome. That's just one of my senior pictures. Um, The airplane has to be included. I feel like it's just my baby. 
Um, that's the day I passed my instrument rating. So that was all just over six months, six months and 10 days after getting my private pilot's license. I did my instrument rating in four months. Um, and if you're familiar with aviation, you know that the instrument rating is not the easiest. So this rating was kind of exciting. This put me above my dad in ratings. Um, so I have a higher rating than he does. And this put me level to all the other guys. So I'm the only girl in the family who flies. Um, so that was kind of like, yeah, that's my badass moment. I'm instrument rated now. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm equal to you guys, which is kind of cool. Um, once again, a lot of studying and stress went into that. So that was really just cool to achieve. Um, and it was 10 days after my 18th birthday. So that was also really cool. Um, that was just me flying. My friend Abby and I were taking her airplane out to Niagara Falls for the day. Uh, we were flying instruments. And after like two hours, just hard IMC in the clouds, we call it in the soup and aviation. It was absolutely miserable. Um, we popped out on top of the clouds and it was so pretty. Um, it was just a view that is like undeniably gorgeous. I love it. This was my first solo jump. Uh, this was my landing. Was this? No, I'm sorry. This was my first stand-up landing um, at Smoketown. So I was able to stand it up and that was an awesome feeling because uh, my parents were there too. So that was my first solo pole, uh, my five-second delayed free fall and yeah, stand-up landing. That is my first off-site landing, skydiving. Uh, so we have these big, um, basically power lines that separate the airport and a cornfield and that obstacle is why student progression we don't do it at smoketown really um but because i'm a pilot and i'm super familiar with the airport they let me and dalton and another girl kylie all do it at smoketown um so this was the call i made i turned into the wind uh for my downwind and i was not going anywhere i knew i was not going to make it above or uh, over the power lines at about 1500 feet so i turned and i went into a cornfield um, that was quite the experience <laughs> to say the least, uh, Dalton saw me down there and he ended up coming to join me in the cornfield. Um, at least I had a soft landing. He got his canopy stuck in the corn. So I think that's kind of funny if you ask me, cause I was not the one pulling corn stalks out of my canopy while pre-packing. Uh, and that was my first 10 second delay free fall as well as my own pack job. So that was pretty cool. There's just a picture of me in free fall. Uh, just kind of minding my own business, having a good old time. Uh, that was also my 10 second delay free fall. So everything went great up to that jump leading up to landing in the corn. Uh, there's just a picture from Oshkosh in front of, uh, another Kawasaki green airplane. I thought that mine was kind of unique until I went out to Oshkosh and saw these other green airplanes. Um, I really liked it. It had really cool carbon fiber and yeah, Oshkosh is a great cool. time. I miss it. That's my friend, Abby and I. Uh, she's two years older than I am and she's like the most badass human I know. Uh, she's already got her flight instructor certificate at 20. Um, and she's one of my best friends and the way we became friends was actually our dads are really good friends. So actually, um, this picture right here, the guy in black right there, that's right. That's her dad. Um, and we met last year. They were both like, oh my gosh, my friend Ray has a daughter about your age and she flies. And we were both like, oh no, what is this man going to bring us? Uh, it ended up being an awesome friendship. We're actually going up to Salem, uh, Massachusetts for the weekend, next weekend. So that'll be super fun. Uh, we're going to cool. fly up there. Hey, somebody's uh, got a question in the chat. Yeah. Days. Do you know another young lady named, is it Kayla? K-A-I-L-A? 
I do not. Do you know where she's from? Uh, the person in the chat say that. Okay, slow days. Do you know a little bit more info? Yeah. I'm always, always down to meeting a female pilot, though. Uh, so then there's Abby and I again, and then with our dads. Uh, so we think that they have a bromance. They're kind of like an old, married, <laughs> an old married couple in some ways. They definitely have a bromance. Um, and we all flew up to Alton Bay, New Hampshire this past winter and actually landed on a lake. So that was cool. Um, if you're in aviation and you ever have the experience to do that, 10 out of 10 recommend. Our dads were super cool because they always wanted to do it, um, but they actually let both of us be piloting commands of that flight. So we were the ones that actually got to land, which was really cool. Um, very, very thankful to have dads as awesome as we do. Uh, wouldn't trade him for the world. There he is again on my first solo. Uh, he's the biggest guy that like, uh, the basically my, one of my biggest inspirations in aviation. He's the one who kind of got me into it and you know, for a while it was super, we don't want you to be doing this because it's what your dad loves. And I was like, no, 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 no. This is seriously like what I love. And, um, definitely, definitely dad's little girl. Uh, I look up to him. I don't think he realizes what a big role model he is in my life. So he's pretty awesome. So we flew down to Georgia last year. So there we are again. There's another one of my senior pictures. I think that one looks really cool. It's the black and white at the end of the runway with the airplane. There's me flying our Cessna 182 for the first time. Uh, and I was like, holy cow, I'm 5'1", and this is a really big airplane. <laughs> um, so my flight instructor thought that that was picture worthy. And uh, I did a cross country uh, down to, I went to Ocean City, Maryland on that one, uh, just to knock out a commercial requirement. And that was, that was a super cool flight too. We flew at about 300, 500 feet just over the ocean, um, like right off the coast. It was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, awesome flight with autopilot on this was my first time really flying an airplane with autopilot uh, which is a great thing um, I'm I, I now love autopilot <laughs> wish that my airplane had it so there's an old one of my sisters and I uh, that was uh, my grandpa's Waco he's since sold it but yep they used to my dad used to pile two of us in that front seat and take us on Waco rides and that's where his love for biplane started Are so he's got what was that? Yeah, I'm in the turquoise right there. Uh, that was my favorite color at the time. Uh, it was pretty much a rarity to not see me in turquoise. And then that's my little sister, Gracie, and my older sister, Abby. Uh, it's funny because some people used to think we were twins back then. So mm. I don't know, you know, if you see it or not, but <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that's that's kind of funny. Uh, there's my grandpa and I in front of his fair child. He's another really one of my big role models. Um, I look up to him as a person, as an aviator. Uh, he's an awesome guy. He's got the biggest heart I've ever seen. Built that airplane up from scratch that we're standing in front of. Uh, it took him about 15 years to build. He started the year I was born and finished it the year I turned 15. Um, so, yep, there, there we are. I'm sorry, he did not know. He started before I was born because that math does not equal up. I was 14 in that picture. I think he started it in 2000 and finished it in 2014. Um, uh -huh. Point is, it was a lot of work. Um, he since had a pretty severe accident and has not really soloed since. Um, so, you know, I still look up to him as a person, as an aviator. And I'm looking forward to the day where I get to take him flying again. I think that we're getting there. Uh, as far as him soloing ever again, I don't know that we are going to get there. But um, absolutely adore him. And he loves watching me learn and fly and uh, you know, he'll get on the Unicom when I'm flying from his hangar and he'll talk to me over the radio. So that's always special. And this is 
this is the spin jump, I think. This is not the spin jump. This is my other jump that went really well uh, this past weekend. This is my first step exit. Uh, so except for that little part uh, where I just kept falling, everything else from that jump went awesome. I was really stable in free fall. Um, yeah, delayed free fall. And then pulled my parachute. Everything went as planned. And yep. So that was the one before I spun out of control. I don't think I added that one to this slideshow and then this is my stand-up landing from sunday where I, like landings have finally clicked for me um yeah that was an awesome feeling after that that spin so oh. that's pretty much uh that's pretty much it as far as, that's not the right thing i'm in zoom that's pretty much it as far as um i don't know some aviation pictures go and whatnot cool thanks for sharing Hey, Will Fly, who also was a pilot, um, he said, in a tandem airplane, the instructor would tug on the student's shirt tail to give the uh, instruction signals. Cutting off the tail meant the instructor didn't have to tell you what to do anymore. Uh, Yep. Okay. I knew it was something along those lines, but I didn't want to get my words twisted. Uh, So yeah, there you go. Because there wasn't. That's That's why they cut it. So yeah, I actually have hanging right here like I made a whole frame from my solo day so um, of course I have a background on right um. <laughs> he said the instructor would be in the back and the student in the front as a sternman or a scout yeah because it was like before heads that's were a thing and I guess they used the shirt tugging the I don't know <laughs> this is my solo frame from the day I soloed so I have yeah. like my shirt uh, this is my student pilot's license. I have a picture of my dad and I, and then a note that my dad wrote me that morning um, and just wrote love dad on it. And then uh, a note from my flight instructor as well. So oh. that's, pretty, that's a pretty special frame that I, definitely, you know, wherever I move to that comes with me. Um, Eric has a question. Hang on one second. Never trust the skinny chef Shane first said, you don't need a parachute to skydive. You do need one if you want to do a second time. Just saying. <laughs> that's true. That's, a, that's an accurate statement. Uh, I also saw another thing that was like, if at first you don't succeed, skydiving is not for you. <laughs> um, Eric said, question for Lily, who is her favorite YouTuber that has a live show on Wednesday nights? <laughs> um. I'm, I'm going to guess it's you, Jade. Yay. <laughs> Jade and Cupcake Krista. <laughs> um, Mark George asks, what is your best flying experience? My best flying experience. That's a great question. Probably flying up to Alton Bay in New Hampshire this past winter. I went down to York, which is about an hour south of Lancaster, um, and spent the night with a friend that night. And so I woke up at like 3 a.m. to drive to the airport at like 4 a.m. Um, it was like a four and a half hour flight up to the uh, up to the the ice runway. And um, it was incredibly chaotic there. There was not there's not a you know control tower or anything. It's a huge thing because it's only open like three, three to five weeks out of the winter. Uh, so everyone's trying to get up there. Um, but landing on the ice and like I don't know, just like the air, you get the airplane so slow and you draw back the power and you wait for the stall horn to come on and then your wheels just do, 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 just click on. Oh, it's the best feeling ever. It was like, I mean, that has to be up there in one of my amazing experiences of flying. All right. 
Slow days back to that girl asking if you knew her. He said with social media and the age comparison figured they might know each other. He said he met Kayla at an air show and was very impressed by her achievements and her ambition also. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't I at least know her personally. Maybe she follows me and I follow her. Um, I follow a lot of people on Instagram, if I'm being honest. So sometimes I just tap through and double click, not really even realizing what I'm liking. So <laughs> it's just a way to decompress from society. So um, I don't, but I'm sure she's an awesome, you know, I feel like if you're young and you're a female and you're in aviation, you're pretty awesome. So that's right. And Tony is asking if you're jumping with an AAD. Yes. Yep. Uh, I don't think you'll ever catch me jumping without an AAD. I Can you explain that? that? Yeah. So an AAD is an automatic. Um, oh, shoot. What's the other A? Basically, if you hit a certain altitude, it goes for you. Uh, your reserve will go for you. Oh. And so that's the whole thing about like, I'm glad I did not hit 2,500 on Sunday um, because my AAD would have gone. And like I said, yes, we're jumping out of airplanes, but we do it as safe as possible. And that's another one of those buffers. So, you know, we have RSLs and reserves and AADs and, you know, all these different things that help make it as safe a sport as possible. Okay. Um, Krista, you got anything else? Well, they're all just so funny. Shane says one day he's going to be a pilot. Uh, any hopes to be, I have no idea what he's trying to say. It's too small for me to read. Um, <laughs> I'm trying, let me take a question. Sorry. I'm blind. Um, so your friend, well, your friend needs to come onto the show <laughs> one because they needs more female pilots here and, um, she's your inspiration. I'm sure you're hers. So we would love to meet her. Oh, and Tony yeah. says automatic active device. There you go. AAD. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, automatic. Yeah, yep. Brain oh, fart. It's, uh, it's nine o'clock here, so I'm like, Mop. brain is gone. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll shut this down shortly. And Mark McRoy, the one I was telling you about, that is a welder that also knows that international pilot. He said that Michelle, the gal I was telling you about, her daughter is becoming a commercial pilot as well, and I think she might be around your age, maybe a year or two older. So that would be a good family to keep in contact yeah. with. Too. Um, Mark George is asking from Parisway, um, ever thought of hang gliding? Yes. And then I was like, that's kind of scary. And I don't really want to do that. <laughs> so there's an overlook, uh, probably about, I don't know, an hour away from my house and they hang glide off of it. And it's funny. That's actually where my dad proposed to my mom. I don't know. Random fact. Um, but I remember going in there growing up just cause we would spend a lot of time in the area cause we have family friends up there and, um, they would hang glide. And I was like, that looks too scary for me. So I don't know, maybe I'd try it, but I don't know that I'd like get into it. All right. So we've went over on our time. I apologize, Lily. <laughs> no worries. But- it was great hearing everything about you. Um, again, I'd like to thank you for taking the time away from college studies and everything like that to tell us your story of how you got into the air. Um, very interesting. And if you have uh, the social media 
please let us know what it is so a bunch of us can start following you. Yeah, definitely. I'm uh, at pilot.lily on TikTok and Instagram. So come okay. find me. <laughs> All right. And again, you can go to my YouTube page by paramotorgirl.com or Flying Flamingo Jade. I'm on TikTok at Fl- Flying Flamingo 12. And Instagram also, I'm, I think, something Flying Flamingo. So check those out. I do the videos for my special guests each week that Krista and I have. And Krista, you have anything? I'm only on here. I'm really not on any social media. Uh, uh, yeah. She goes I'm to work and sorry. chills at night otherwise. I'm on a computer all day. That's the last thing I want to do. So Right. She's a fun one to have at fly-in, so that's definitely for sure. <laughs> So um, again, I would like to thank you and thank everyone for joining in. And I'm going to have Eric post the after show. We, if you guys want to ask any questions, you can do so. And I'm just going to give my computer one second because my other computer shut down. <laughs> and we are going to shut down the live broadcast. And if anybody wants to join in, um, Come ask Lily some questions quick before she's got to go to bed before getting up early because she says she's (laughs) sleeping through classes. So everyone have a good night and fly safe. All right. I think we should be done on live stream. Awesome. Good job. Yeah. Thanks for having me. That was super fun. Are you able to stay on for a few minutes? Yeah, for sure. Okay, we'll see if anybody comes in here. Um, I think we've got it kind of locked down so they have to be um, let in. Because one of the other shows that we were in, uh, somebody broke into it and had some vulgar music and scream. No, just that, that time. And now Shane and I just try to make sure we lock it down where they have to ask permission to get into our zoom meeting right um eric put the code out a couple times it looks like yeah he did eric's on (sighs) oh I guess Are you interested can... in um, balloons, air balloons at all? Um, I'm interested in jumping out of them. <laughs> oh, I find Is it interesting that you. Oh, wait, I can't see them. Oh, Eric's here now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely interested in jumping out of hot air balloons. I don't know about staying in it, but the idea of getting out of it at 10,000 feet sounds great. Yeah. You Never are heard anyone say that. Adrenaline <laughs> junkie. Hey, we could take hey, you up in a tandem and you could jump off of a paramotor. <laughs> so there's a guy with the breezy at our airport and we're trying, I don't know if you're familiar with what that is. Um, and we're trying to let, get him to let us jump out of it. It's a similar to an ultralight. Um, and we, yeah, we want him to let at least one of us jump out of it. 
<clears throat> so the next couple coming in right now is Angela and Tony that were asking lots of good questions. So they're on their phone. Show yourself, Angela Absolutely. and Tony. Hi guys. Hi. Show your show your beautiful faces. And this is Deweese from Mississippi and Randy. She's connecting it. Hi, Deweese. Did you delete the? Did I delete what? Is that Will Fly singing music? That's not me. <laughs> it's Deweese. Louise's radio is on. Louise, are you going to be a millionaire? <laughs> I think she's froze. Hello, Will Fly. Hey, I'm having to use the phone today. Oh, okay. Hey, well, um, yeah, so what are you doing next Tuesday night? <laughs> next Tuesday night, why? Does it involve going to uh, Florida or Wisconsin? Well, kind of through Wisconsin. Yeah, I've learned to ask. I've learned to find out Tuesday what it show. is before I tell you what I'm doing next you Tuesday. Notice he's talking over you. Yeah, I did. I need help on a Tuesday <laughs> night Dave. show. So, <laughs> Lily, Will Fly um, was also a, a pilot. Do you still I have your? You still still are a pilot. <laughs> A yeah. GA pilot. That means he's from Georgia. <laughs> yeah, that means he's like stick to the smaller stuff. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a double I. Oh, awesome. I, was, I was curious. That's why I was asking if you were getting the commercial so you could become a flight instructor too to yeah. build hours for the the yeah, airlines. So right now, I'm planning on building my hours flying jumpers and maybe doing an aerial survey company. Um, just because we have our own airplane, it's pretty easy for me to build hours. I do a lot across countries. As I mentioned, I'm like going to Salem next weekend. Yeah. So that's how I build the majority of my hours. However, I know that nowadays the airplane, the airlines like to see dual time, uh, given. So right. that's also, why I'm going to get it. Um, but as far as like working for a flight school, I don't know. Also, the other thing is like, I mean, like I'm 18 and five, one and three quarters and a pretty small person. And I feel like if an older person showed up for a flight lesson and looked at me, they'd laugh and be like, Oh, you're my flight instructor. <laughs> so I don't know. I feel like it might be respect, uh, respecting of people not taking it seriously, but we'll see. Yeah. I don't know about that because my first, my, my first uh, flight instructor and I was actually her first student. She, um, it was a, she, and uh, she was about that same height. <laughs> and I respected the heck out of her and I do yeah. today too. So yeah. yeah, I wouldn't let that hold you back. But I mean, it, it I, like you said, it just depends on what your your goal is and stuff like that. Yeah, and it is and a I'm nice not, thing to have. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, uh, it looks like some of my younger cousins are showing interest in flying now. Um, so it looks like we we, we might get a couple more pilots out of the family. Um, so it'd be really nice to have an instructor in the family. You know, yeah. if that's if some of them decide to go. Also, like I enjoy teaching. You know, I enjoy learning, and that's the other aspect of why I might get my you know, at least CFI just to just my initial to have it. Yeah, I have if a you question. Get... 
Yeah, when when I have a minute, Eric, I'll let you in. Okay, thanks. I'll wait. <laughs> no, no just, so um, I didn't know that you were a boat captain. Also, well, me? Yeah, I'm not a boat captain. Well, you said you're an II. So do you walk around going II captain? <laughs> I, I captain, yeah, that's an instrument instructor, a flight instructor. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You need I to explain it. this <laughs> shit to us because we don't under, We're paramotor pilots. That, that's all we are. <laughs> you are pilots. Don't be. Don't discriminate. You're a pilot. But hey, the, all pilots are equal. Hey. Yeah, I love the the paint the color scheme on your 150. That is beautiful. Thank you. My dad, I remember I was away for a week, the week he was painting it, and he texted me two two colors. He's like, do you want yellow or green? And I was like, they're both ugly, but green. Um, turns out it grew on me, and I absolutely adore the Kawasaki green. Uh, I have not, actually, I saw one other green one, Cessna 150, uh, who pretty much copied our scheme. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm obsessed with it. He's my baby. The day they sell it, like, I'm going to be so sad. You know, if you can land a 150, you can land just about anything. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Share your screen on your computer again. That was a pretty cool picture of your yeah. plane in the sky. So that was from when uh, cool. my buddy Jeff and I went out to, uh, is it broadcasting? Nope, no, that's me. That is from when my flight instructor Jeff and I went out to Rochester. Um, we had to take... Uh, basically our skydiving company this year at least an airplane and we had to go out to rochester new york um That's i love it because like when things are you know adequately charged everything matches really nicely <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Daryl from the outside uh if you zoom in you can see a terrified 18 year old pilot because her flight instructor mm -hmm. is getting really close to her and she's a little nervous in formation was <laughs> <laughs> he trying is to do a wing tip talk what was that? Was he trying to do a wingtip touch? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I kept veering off to the right, and he texted me. He's like, stop going away. I was like, you're too close. It's kind of like Eric trying to do a hip touch with me. <laughs> so anyway, we've got Denise from Mississippi in here. Uh, yeah, well, the 150 is instrument rated. Are we muted? Nope. Angela and Tony, you are not muted. Hi. They're from Las Vegas, and they're the ones that were asking a lot of the questions. And Tony, are you a skydiver? Oh, you're a skydiver. Too? What's up? I've been skydiving over 15 years. That's awesome. Hey, it's back in the day. That's why yeah. I couldn't believe any dollars for skydiving. That's what it costs to get the altitude now. Yeah. What did it used to cost for you? 20 bucks. Oh, 20 well, bucks. Like, once you have your license, you go down to 20. But right now, because I'm like, so my jumps right now at the one place are costing me 40 um, because it's like 20 for your lift ticket and then 20 for your gear rental. And then you pay the 20 and then you pay for their lift ticket up too. Um, uh, you were still on student gear. Yeah. So because like Jeff, who's my flight instructor and my um, skydiving coach, He's like, listen, I know you're kind of on a budget because you're a college student. So I'm not like, I'll, I, you know, I can afford my own ticket, my own lift ticket, and I'm not going to make you charge me. Like, I'm not going to charge you. So um, we have a pretty good deal going where like he pays, then I pay him back. So, yeah. Um, what is Kelby eating? 
<laughs> Fruit. Fruit. Good job. What the hell? I'm disappointed. <laughs> what kind of skydiving do you want to get into? Are you going to do RW, like head down, free fly? What are you going to want to get into skydiving? I like the idea of angle and track. Like, I don't know. Angle's cool. I'm probably going to be belly and back for a while. We'll see. Wingsuiting is appealing. Uh, we have a wings. We have two wingsuiters in my drop zone. Uh, and I respect them. I respect the living hell out of them. Um, so I could get, I could see myself getting into wingsuiting. Cool. I don't know. Head down. That just, that seems scary. <laughs> that seems scary to me. And it's going to be a long time before I get there. Considering I show up with belly right now. So. Is that what you did? No, I did RW. Good four guys. We do some awesome points. That's, that's great. Yeah. I'm really attracted to like the social aspect of like formation jumps and like that kind of stuff. So like I'm excited to get my license. I love the atmosphere of the drop. Zone. You know, I rock climb too. So I like, they're very similar dynamics to the rock gym and the, the drop zone. So I love it. Cool. So you're going to get your, your license at like a, I mean, we've got 11 jumps. You're working to get your A license. Yeah. I'm going to get my A. I'm probably going to get my B and C too. I don't really have a, the D isn't just, I don't know. It's not necessary. I don't see myself needing it. So why would I go? Not unless you're going to do demos and, you know, fly, you know, we're going to jump into like a stadium or something. Like that. Right. Which like our drop zone does do a lot of demos. So like, I mean, it would be useful to have, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm just going to enjoy the ride. I'm not anywhere as far as that ebbing goes. So when you do buy your own, are you eventually buy your own gear? Yeah, I'm going to buy my own gear. So well, what I'm getting, looking? what was that? I'm just kind of figuring out what kind of gear that's out there now. You know, what's popular, like the PD mm -hmm. design, what kind of canopy, what kind of, what, you know, rig, javelin. What kind so of I'm jumping a javelin right now. A javelin's just um. I'm sorry, it's a javelin rig. Uh, javelin, I cannot speak. The container is javelin, and I think the reserve is or the canopy is nav. So what is I think it's I don't know. They write in my logs book nav 260. Um, my friend Dalton jumps a mirage that he really likes, right? On. Um, so I might try and buy that off of him in the future, but we'll see. Yeah, PD is a big, big, huge thing, and uh, stilettos, those are popular. Yeah. When did you When did you start skydiving? Nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. Oh shit! Your wow. shit's got like holes in it from moss and stuff, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, long, long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. You guys can go on YouTube and see them. Oh, really? yeah. oh yeah. Well, what are you holding out for? Drop us a link. I will. Of course you will. <laughs> That's years of my life with Skydive. That's all you do is and she's so lucky that she lives there in drop zone. Oh man, that's yeah. And it's great because like the other drop zone that I'm now jumped. So like my my main drop zone, Skydive Lancaster, we're done for the season. Um, you know, George, who's the owner, is like, oh, if you guys want, you can pull out the airplane and, like, you know, jump with Jeff flying and, like, you know, like, I'm all pretty much everyone is coaches at our drop zone. Um, so I can 
jump with all of them. Cold? What was that? Are you done for the season because it's too cold? Yeah, I know. Hey, so then Maytown, which is the other drop zone, is like a 10-minute flight, a 30-minute drive. So and they jump all they jump all year round. Oh come what? on. It, it, what? There's what? no what? such what? thing as cold. Uh, no, actually, I don't. I don't do I mean, Jade and I, we fly. I think the coldest that we flew was nine degrees. Nine degrees. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't do well in the cold. Well, neither do we, but I'm just saying we flew in nine degrees. <laughs> what wind tunnel did you fly in? Um, I'm going to iFly. Next week, um, they have a Philadelphia location, so I'm like a half hour from it. Did it in Orlando? Yeah. So it's really nice. One of the girls who jumped at my drop zone actually is an instructor at iFly, so it was really easy. I just texted her and I was like, "Hey, Josie, I need help." Okay, I have a question. There's a lot of background noise. Yeah. It will. Yeah, you will. Don't even look at me. <laughs> I got a question about the people that f jump and then they do the formations. How do they control their bodies so they're not flying into each other? And I know that you can do that in one of those wind tunnel things and practice, but I, I think I would see myself in there and I would be bouncing off the, the walls. Yeah, that's you know, Tony. I'm still trying to figure that one out. <laughs> the best ex explanation of how to fly your body is remember when you stick your hand out of, of a car and you're doing yep. like six miles an hour, you can take your hand and just up and down. Your whole body is like that. You use the wind to your, you, you automatically use the wind to control your body. Your legs are, are crucial rudders as your arms. You know, it's not once you reach for something is the opposite, because once you reach for something, you're in a backslide. And so when you want to keep your arms in, you fly forward, use your legs. I mean, it's it, it took me a long time to actually to figure out how to fly good or decent anyways. Because <laughs> I think that's so cool that they do those designs and stuff oh, like that. And I, I can't imagine how they're not kicking themselves or flying into each other and stuff like that. I was too afraid to ask Jen that night on there. So, it's, and, and are those ones that are obviously they're, they're up a lot higher than 6,000 feet. I would yeah, imagine. Correct. Yeah. Usually about 12, five, I was 12, five, 14, five. It could, uh, um, boogies like, I don't, she's too young, but like at Quincy, they'd have planes that you'd go up there and, get up to 14.5 instantly and you get out so but if you I know, step there, there's a oxygen. there's a twin otter like an hour and a half away from me and i'm like oh, i can't <laughs> wait to get myself in that oh. you know now, who what mike, is that what was you that know, you know who mike mullins is i don't know if he's still around but it was mullins had a king air and he was always going to these drop zones and he it was the best he was the Dude, best pilot his kid, Charlie Mullins, probably is, is, you might know, Charlie Mullins? I don't know the name. Oh, but he would he would bring his King Air to all these drop zones, uh, you know, these boogies. Yeah. 
and he would get us up there and it was just the greatest <laughs> yeah my instructor jeff uh, and his family they go down to z hills every year like actually actually most of our drop zone goes down to z hills florida every year and jumps so it i think they have a boogie over the winter um great drop and- zone yeah, it was a big drop zone. Uh, what's the other one? Skydive Chicago. I'd love to find oh, myself. Yeah. There. Yep. Nope, uh, great. Yeah, but the big one near me, like the biggest one near me is Skydive Cross Keys. I don't know. I think Skydive Chicago is, uh, I think uh, Nelson, I think, uh, owns that. Big, big, big skydive. I mean, that was massive. That's... Yeah, massive Dude. drop zone. Is that great. in Milwaukee? Is that what? Is that in Milwaukee? <laughs> just Wait. a little bit south <laughs> about six hours for you yeah it's on the border oh that's a great job though. oh cool they got everything they got a swoop pond there it's- don't forget missy you you've got uh school in the morning yeah actually i was just thinking that i should probably get off because i do have class in the morning i just still have some homework to finish so all right. <laughs> Lily, you were great. Thank yeah. you so much. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's really nice to meet everybody. Practice those Shondells and Lazy Eights. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Lazy Eights are gonna be the death of me, man. <laughs> All right. Keep in touch, Lily. Yes. And uh we'll have you on a- another time, okay? All right, sounds good. All right, have a good night. Explain what lazy eights are. Lazy eights are, it's basically the commercial part uh, to get your commercial license. You basically have mastery of the airplane as far as it's more about finesse than anything. And so a lazy eight is basically, I can't show you with my finger. (laughs) I mean, it's three dimensions, but you're going up on part of the eight. And then in the middle, you're coming down and then you go back up. And then in the middle, you're coming back down, but you have to do it within a certain, I can't remember what it is, 250 feet or 200 feet. You have to, there's a tolerance. And by the time you get to each part of the eight, you have to meet that tolerance to pass the, that part. And that's for becoming a commercial pilot. Yeah. I mean, it sounds, it sounds more like a game than anything, but really it's a, it's more of a difficult maneuver. I mean, it's a demonstration that you have, uh, basically mastered the airplane or the maneuver. I, I don't know. And are I'll, 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 huh? are you a commercial pilot? I, yeah, you have to be a commercial pilot to be a flight instructor. And that's what you are. I am. Oh, nice. cool. Yeah. Retired. <laughs> Retired. I thought you were what? A preacher. A preacher. I did. You're a preacher. Well, I mean, that's because my name's Billy Graham, but I'm not a preacher. <laughs> so how long you did hear him swear? <laughs> so I didn't used to swear. Thoughts was, you know, got hooked up with this group. This group. <laughs> this group. Krista, you heard him swear too, didn't you? Oh, come on. <laughs> Never heard me swear. I didn't. I didn't hear. That's what I'm saying. I didn't. Sorry. Say it again. <laughs> she didn't hear. Go ahead. Oh. 
Well, cool. Thanks for joining in, everybody. That was you fun. You have your own plane? No. Hey, you know, that that was, I was looking to get back in. I would never own an airplane. They're just too much, too much of a headache. They always find something wrong every time it goes in for an annual or whatever. I just wanted to get back into some form of aviation, and that's where and how I found paramotoring. Just well, that's cool. How did yeah. you How what? did you find paramotoring? Uh, you mean like, Initial. well, initially, initially I was just looking on YouTube and I saw the, you know, they got those little things down the side, you know, the little uh, questions. Yeah. Getches or, or clickbaits. And I saw Tucker's video standing in front of a McDonald's sign. And I'm <laughs> like, that is not real. <laughs> But I, I clicked on it, and yeah, sure enough, like so many. I know I, I found Dell, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, Dell, and what's the other one, Captain Kurt? Yep. <laughs> yep. And so, then Tucker. Yeah, what do you guys think of the videos? Have you seen Judson and Tucker with the sky tapping? Air concept. Apparently, that was Andrew Fuller's. Yeah, he was ripping on uh, the Sky Tap Angel, and he just and he put out another video. The yeah, and, and stuff. Eric said that uh, Judson put out another one. Must have. Yeah, he was apologizing because I can't hear the man. Say that again. Uh, Skycap Angel was an off-breed of the flat top, and uh, Andrew Fuller was the, he worked with Dell, and he made his own ceremony, yeah, which became the Skycap, and uh, Judson made a mockery of the Skycap, saying how clumsy it was, and everything, that's why he made this other video to apologize, because I, so many people are giving him crap about it. Now, Andrew Fuller, is in, isn't he the SIV guy? Yes, yeah. the one in Florida that does the yeah. SAV. Yeah. Okay. And Sean Simons is the one that has the SkyTap Angel, and I've been following him. And uh, yep. I, I mean, my brother bought the SkyTap Angel because it's a, I, I think it's a great design, and they made a lot better uh, um, additions to, to the, the flat top, and you don't have to deal with Dell. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> Yeah, there's that for sure. I feel I feel bad for his nephew because uh, Trevor, his nephew, is he's a pretty cool kid, and it just sucks that he got kind of wrapped into the Dell stuff. But it just uh, Dell gave really a bad taste of paramotors because when we first started this and stuff, he was always telling you that if you don't fly my equipment, you're gonna get hurt, you're gonna die, and kind of tries to scare you to with him because intimidation anybody, yeah intimidation exactly that you if you don't fly my stuff you're gonna die <laughs> you know when you get into this you don't want to die so i'll i gotta have the best of the best and when you do the research you see how bad dell really was i mean he had a computer company and i mean i don't know if you guys know background but dude's a shady character just like that captain kirk guy is all he wants to do is just get people in the air. He doesn't take, teach you to kite or nothing. Just get you in there and power, 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 go, go, go. Yeah. Now, granted, he hasn't killed anybody, but still, that's not, that's not the way to do it. That's it. 
two ways to have the tallest building in town. There's two ways to have the tallest building in town. One is to tear all the other buildings down. Then you got yeah. tallest. But then yeah. you're no destroyer. But the other way to get the tallest building is to work on your own building. You know? Uh-huh. And so, well, that's true. But that's what Dell does. He, tr- he yeah, strikes. That, yeah, the same feeling about that. Yeah. He's he's not really good for the community for the for the paramotoring because he's just negative. Yes, and he just rips on everybody's you know equipment. That's like that's not cool. Have you guys ever watched Dell? Oh, when kidding. I yeah, first at first I did because I didn't know any better. Right. Yeah, he's a shady character. <laughs> I like his nephew. His nephew's cool. He's he's pretty decent. But, you know, they train down in Texas, what, Christie or whatever, and they just train on the beach where you have constant winds, and you go down there, and his, his class is expensive. It was like $4,500. But, you know, we'll set you up, and, you know, we'll do all this. We'll feed you and this and that. It's like, you know, <laughs> I don't care about you feeding me. Just train me. But the thing is, is once you leave all that constant wind, you go to the inlands, and there's no wind, you have no idea. And I've seen yeah. so many videos of people that go get trained by him and then go back to their hometowns, and they're like, they're just floundering around. That's so not good. wrong with my wing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It worked there. Dave, Dave Ruff had one of his students, and the guy had never kited after. Who? The kid. Who? Dave Ruff. Dave Ruff, one of Dell's? He had a one of his ex-students came to him and said, I need a refresher. I don't feel like I'm, I, I don't feel confident. And then in this interview that he had on online, the kid had never even kited like more than like two, three hours. That was it. Dell. Wow. So that's freaky when you. Yeah, I, I, I did a lot of research. I, I found some good people. You find some shady characters, too. You know, if somebody asked me what the what the up would be in any and their paramotor journey, I would say to hook up with a good local group first before they did it and you know you could learn so much just you know a couple hours with those guys just reading through their chat or whatever chat transcript from facebook kind of i mean i didn't do that initially wish i did didn't you try self-training first no Uh -uh. i went with instructor who wasn't a very good instructor let's just say that yeah. so what i learned ended up being from my local group of guys didn't um hey bail brian didn't he try self-training first and then got training i thought one of you guys did that i follow jr paramotor jr paramotor maybe he's the one that did it yeah oh brian does say hello i, f- I flew with him tonight he oh, can't yeah? be yeah, he can't be on the show because he doesn't. It, it's not good signal out there. <laughs> Brian, he's cool. He is. A, yeah. I love his dog. <laughs> oh Where's yeah, you know what he will? was gonna. He was gonna, like I don't know. It was a six or seven hour drive just to pick up his dog and bring him back. Aww. Uh, yeah, for just so he could have him for like two days, and he. He changed his mind. I'm glad he did. 
But yeah, he's a he's a good guy. Right. Deweese, what's your little dog's name? Deweese. Fell asleep. Fell asleep. No, I was muted. <laughs> Eugene. Eugene. And he looks like he's wearing a sweater. Yeah. <laughs> when I first met him, when he walked up to me, I'm like, oh my God, they've got a shirt on this dog. <laughs> it was so hot out. <laughs> this is hair. This is the way it's, he, he looks like a Yorkie, but a, a fat Yorkie. <laughs> Before you guys get rid of your heart. Uh, yeah, I'm Did I see that correctly on your YouTube channel? No, we still have them. Um, oh. I'm trying to push it because he, but then after we got him, he's like at a stop sign when we were in Red Wing. He goes, So, what if we sell the Harleys and get BMWs with the lunch boxes? Because I was calling the lunch boxes with those hard cases on them. Right. Yeah. He goes, I just like, I think. I think we'd both like how they they make us sit up better. And I said, let's just play with these toys first before we uh, jump to anything else. It's like we don't have enough time in the day for anything and everything. And he just wants to buy more toys. And it's like, stop. Boys and the toys. Come on. Okay. Who was riding Tua? Was that Eric? And uh, Yeah, obviously, I saw that. I was like. How can those ride two up on that? Those things yep. are only like what, 125s? 125s. And so when we were in Minnesota, we crossed over into Wisconsin, had lunch, and he was going to try to get us up to Minneapolis to a place called Cycle World. And I'm like, no. He goes, yeah, I just looked at it. We'd have to go on the interstate. I'm like, no. <laughs> and it would have been another 45 minutes. And it was like kind of on and off rain showers. And I'm like, no. So then she rode back with me and I got going downhill and I got it up to 66 miles an hour with her on the back. So, but uphill it's 45, 50 um, without a passenger, but they're fun and down here. So. What did you do? Just rent them or what? No, we bought them. We ordered them like this spring. Oh. And because 2021s never came to the country. And so we ordered 22s and they said this early September one was coming in. And then the other one came. I think mine was the last one to come in. And then Eric was pissed that night because Friday, right after work, hurry up, jump in the truck in the camper and head to head to Red Wing four and a half hours away and he's trying to get a hold of this guy the sales guy which wasn't our original and the, they won't tell him what the final price is we didn't want any add-ons or anything and they're like well we'll we'll tell you you know what the final is once you know you decide if you're gonna add anything on we don't want anything else so of course the guy texts eric like right at closing at 6 p.m and it was off and Eric sent him the, the quote from the original sales guy, which was decent. And it was like four, $450 off. So Eric's like, yeah. And now he's not going to answer. So Eric tried texting him and said, call me. I would like to discuss this before I walk into 
the shop on Saturday morning. And the, the, the finance girl was kind of snotty to him too. And he's trying to be nice. And, and finally towards the end, she's like, well, I've got somebody in my office for an appointment. And he's like, fine, just go do what you got to do with your, your customer there. And he hangs up, he goes, yeah, because they're buying one ROM and we're buying two. <laughs> You're not going to help us. But anyway, we didn't realize, I think what was the difference was, uh, well, they were trying to do two installation charges. Um, and the guy said, no, it was supposed to be only one. Um, and then they have seven, seven point seven percent sales tax, I think seven and a half or seven and a half, seven point seven percent sales tax, wow. and we've got five and a half. So it was a little bit more. So do you have any pictures? Um, yeah, I did a YouTube video. Yeah, you that. Um, who watches YouTube anymore? Well, it was kind of and it was all I watched. I had my GoPro session on my my helmet, Will, and we well, went when, down. When, when when is it? I mean, when did you do the video? I did it last night. Oh, that's why I haven't seen it. Um, yeah. But I had this cool it's video of this guy living on a a boat on the Mississippi, and I freaking deleted it. Oh, it him talking. He he must have been like a truck driver. But he talked about just buying this one that he was on for 2,500 bucks. He's like, yeah, you want it? And the people over there, and they were look like trailer houses on the water. But this section that we went to, it doesn't freeze over because there's a nuclear power plant like upstream a little ways. That so doesn't... It, doesn't, it doesn't freeze. So these people live right on the houseboats, right in Minnesota. And, and it was, it was pretty cool, but wow. yeah, we could have had like an old 1970 party boat for $2,500. So that would be cool. I know. <laughs> and then he kept talking and he was talking about, cause I asked him, cause one year I remember my dad wanted to take our little 150 horse Evan Rude little fishing boat down the Mississippi. And I had asked, you know, Hey, how does it, how is it like if you get behind a barge? He goes, you get to know the barge people. And once they know that you're there all night, he goes, you know, you just stay up as close as possible to them. And I, and he goes, they'll, they'll turn their, their engines down or whatever. So you can just get, glide right along and it saves the follower gas. Cause it sure. must come in that, that wake yeah, or whatever. Right. Yeah. So he said the farthest he made it was to the Ohio River, but he said two or three times he almost lost his life. He said two of them were in the the locks and dams. One of the locks um, was filling, and then it it just completely emptied out or so, something. I, I don't know. I wasn't really understanding, and but pretty interesting. And I deleted the freaking video because he even could hear it echoing from my helmet to Eric's helmet because I kept my helmet on so it was you know you know I was looking at him the entire time he was talking oh you're a YouTube. Yeah. you don't ever delete video until it's I, necessary well I'm struggling with trying to figure out how to I'm struggling with this macbook um will knows that and it's like there's too many commands and it's like trying to figure out how to download 
things from that onto an external drive and, and then get it back to, I'll probably find it on the external drive probably next year. <laughs> so tonight I just went live on, we were, Eric wanted to go for dinner and we tried two little bar restaurants up, um, out of town a little ways and we took the scooters and and of course, those places were closed because they were both new owners and they were still cleaning. So we came back into town and I did a, a YouTube live. And the first time I did it, I had it on the, the mount and it, it's a magnet mount and we can use it on our trikes now too. And it's what I was wanting to design myself and somebody actually invented it now. So it, it it's a magnet that goes on to the, I think he put it on the top of the tank, uh, gas tank area. And then it's on a like, kind of like a ball pivot yeah. and clamp down on the phone. And, um, and then it's got like a tether. So I wrapped it around my brake line and then I still have a tether to my phone. So I put the tether, my phone tether to that tether. So in case my phone goes flying off, um, at least it doesn't go too far. So uh, the first time I was too busy trying to make sure my phone wasn't going to fly off. And it was just me with the helmet and just driving doing 55. But then when we came back, I took it off the gas tank and um, was showing it around. So I don't even know who was all on there yet. I didn't check yet. Cool. Yeah. I like, I like that bike because it's, it's lighter and um, well, it's my size and bar hopper. Yeah. <laughs> See, and that's the thing. It's like we go to this uh, Wisconsin Dells, I'm sure you two have heard of. <laughs> and so we don't take the kids to Wisconsin Dells because that's very costly. We'll go on camp and then we take the little Honda ruckuses that we had. And then we uh, go bar hopping or restaurant hopping or just sightseeing, you know, and it's like you can get around that town so much easier because it's so touristy yeah. and it's just fun to, you can park a lot easier and than a car or even big Harleys. So yeah, that is so cool. Yeah, those are those are cool. I saw that. I was like, oh yeah, we should get some. <laughs> like, yeah, just yeah, in this town. Yeah. Oh yeah, you'd die in your town, I think, with the, those. Unless you could hey, ride Tony. them on the sidewalk. <laughs> sidewalk. Tony and Angela. Oh, hold on. Let me turn this shit down. Uh, is the the restaurant on Mount Charleston still open up there? No, it burnt down. Only two weeks ago. Yeah, burnt down the lodge. Mount Charleston oh, Lodge burnt down. They're going to rebuild it, but yeah, there was a big fire up there. Holy crap. From the restaurant. Yeah, it was our, it was our hangout during the hot summer. You go up there, it's nice and cool. You Dude, go I used there. to love going up there. It's great. Oh, it's beautiful. And at so Christmas time, nice you can go up there with a little snow. You can just walk wherever, and it's so nice up there. Oh, it's beautiful up there. Yeah, it burnt down, though. For you guys that don't know, the desert's on the bottom, so you could be in 114 degrees and drive up to the top of the where he's talking about the restaurant, and you're in, like, the 60s. No, that's not even close. <laughs> not 60s. Okay, 70s. The 70s, yeah. Hmm. Mountains is that? It's a... Uh, I think the elevation is like uh, 10, 5, 11,000 feet, Mount Charleston. I was going to say, it's like 10 something. Yeah, it's like 10, 8 or something like that at the peak. 
Yeah. It, but it's beautiful. But yeah, when it's hot down here, you go up there and it's it's cool. That's nice. I want to go to Vegas and go to the bar that had is a is a block of ice. Oh yeah, yeah, they have that. Um, oh, I forgot the name of it. Yeah, that's popular too. Where you got to put, they give you a little parka. You go in there. I'd be like, I don't need that. <laughs> yeah, you two would be in shorts, <laughs> right? Isn't it like, isn't it called like minus five bar or something like that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, it's something like that. The funny thing is, Jade, when you live here, you don't do the strip. Only when your friends come do you actually go and do the fun stuff. I believe it. It's just like any touristy town, I bet. Oh, yeah. yeah. I say we all stay away from the strip when you live here. But yeah. Santa I get to see the bare naked ladies for free on Fremont Street. Woohoo! Sweet. I love Fremont Street. Me too. Oh, it is. My it's the perfect show. people. Yeah. Well, see, I had a hard time. I got married to my son's dad out there at Flamingo, and it was 110 that day, and I, I we said it, huh? Melted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was 110. We had it at, oh, no, it was at the tr- Tropicana. That's what it was, because then, of course, I go outside, you know, to the, the, the waterfall, and the Tropicana girls were out there, so my dad's drooling, the soon-to-be husband was <laughs> drooling, and I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Supposed to be looking at me. <laughs> this is my day. <laughs> right. And then um, and then we said we were gonna go out for five years because we had about 30 of my family, friends and family go out there, and he had his mom and aunt go. And then well, then he cheated on me with a coworker of mine, and we didn't make it to the five year. And then everybody's like, let's just go back out there. I'm like, I can't, I just can't do it. I hate that place. <laughs> oh, it's tainted. <laughs> right. Come out here, honey, and I'll change that. <laughs> they don't call it Sin City for nothing. Right. <laughs> it's a great place to live. I like it. But it's not a it's not a very friendly uh PPG uh area. I've looked yeah. up people there's not very many people that fly out here because the weather sucks. Me and my brother got we go to St. George, Utah. That's where we're getting trained right now. Hmm. St. George is pretty awesome as well oh it's beautiful up there yeah and it's not an hour away it's just oh it's just yeah. gorgeous up there it is now granted i mean there's it's totally mormons and they're everywhere out there. matter of fact there's only one liquor store <laughs> me and my brother up there like we go to the grocery store like where's the beer where's that and then we asked somebody like oh no there's only one liquor store that they sell booze and that was where we had to go and i'm Hauling our trailer just to go get alcohol, and it was insane. Yeah. What'd you say? You can get two or three wives while you're out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I can handle one. I don't even buy four. <laughs> no. <laughs> if, if that even if they want more than one wife, trust me, you're, you're house enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it's it's trippy out here. But yeah, the Mormons are just crazy out here. <laughs> like she was talking about the Amish. Well, Jade knows about the Amish. 
I remember uh, working, uh, what was it, uh, Black River Falls, and the Amish were, <laughs> they are, they are, they're like that. They are horse and buggy and all that. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Jade, have you been to Princeton, Wisconsin? No, but my parents have some friends there and that's where my dad actually broke his neck. He fell off of a platform, not a hunting stand, but a platform because they lived right near some zoo place where they had giraffes in Wisconsin and stuff like that. The fuck and, is a giraffe doing in Wisconsin? Right. I know it was kind of like a zoo refugee type place. Huh. And my dad went up on this thing. And anyway, it, he was up about 10, 15 feet up and it, the boards broke and he ended up falling off backwards and oh ended God. up breaking it. Um, and they walked him out and then they drove, him, they drove his friends, drove him to uh, the hospital. And, and then they ended up having an a, hospital or an ambulance ride. They were going to take him in Appleton. And my mom's like, well, you don't understand. That's two hours from where we live. So then they, brought him up to Wassa and he had surgery through here and plates put in his neck. So, oh but God. yeah, that's how I know Princeton. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Holy shit. I only say that because it's an Amish community. Part, yeah. there, there is Amish there that really? that's where. Yeah. See, we got in the Northwest corner of Marathon County where like Wassa is, that is a uh, Mennonite they call okay. it Amish, but Mennonites, because when I was younger, I worked at Menards as a cashier and Saturday mornings, they would all load into the van, you know, looking like the Amish, you know, with the suspenders and the beards, but loads of cash, but they would all come in, piled in those vans, and then they would buy all their lumber for the week or whatever at Menards. Wow. Yeah. Don't let, don't let Linda hear you say that Menards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Know what Menards is? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I don't know. It's more of a. It's, it's based out of player. Midwest. What? She's from Michigan. She. Uh, there's Menards. No, maybe not. I don't think there's Menards in Michigan. Is there? I think it's a Wisconsin thing. Yeah, it's a. It's Eau Claire. <clears throat> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think. Oh yeah, yeah. It sounds like there, the <laughs> sun drives NASCAR. Yeah. So. You guys saw NASCAR? My my dad, I grew up watching it um, and going to a bunch of races and stuff. Um, yeah, it's totally taking a turn for the worse. I don't watch yeah. it. No, no I'm, I'm anti-NASCAR now. I, I grew up with a guy that became a pit crew um, for Ryan Newman when he was number 12. And that 12 was my favorite number. So, of course, I was like, yep, I like Ryan Newman even more. And then his dad one day said, hey, do you want some of Ryan Newman's nuts. And I'm like, what? <laughs> My mom and dad are like, what? <laughs> so he comes back with the, <laughs> the nuts from his lug nuts from his, his stock car. I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's so I yelled out, I got Ryan Newman's nuts. <laughs> my dad is like, oh my God. <laughs> They're probably rusty. <laughs> so, and then when my son was born, um, was the weekend that we, um, when, uh, Richard, not Richard Petty, I saw Richard Petty go upside down at Daytona. Um, when Earnhardt, uh, died. Crashed, died. Yeah. around the time he was born. I stood in that spot. 
when I went and yeah. visited. That's crazy. Yeah. Good comment for the Las Vegas race then. It's only like yeah, Eric two does, away. Eric does Baja. We got the we got the Baja three hundred out here. It's huge out here. The speedway. I've been to the inaugural Vegas race. Oh nice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, with my parents. Does Eric have any in, in the like desire to race anymore or is he done with that? Oh, a couple of years ago when we first met, he took me to the track, the local Crandon track where um, he did most of his home races at. Yeah. And he was like, he smelled the the fuel and stuff. And he's like, oh, I'm missing it, you know, but he's like, he thought about it. And he's like, you know, all the hard work that he put into it. He's like, it's just too hard. And then with trying to run a business and stuff and. Back in the day, I used to race uh, mini sprints in Chilton with a big racetrack back in the day. Mm. Yeah, I love racing. It's great. Yeah. But it's expensive. I mean, it's a, a expensive, just like this this sport. I mean, it's expensive. Yeah. But, you know, you pick and choose because you can't do everything. Well, that's exactly what uh, Lily said. Yeah, that's cheap. That's why yeah. she doesn't want to do paramotor because like, I got enough money. I'm flying. I'm skydiving. Sky yep. Paramotoring. The yep. thing is, I, I wanted to ask her, was, do they paramotor at her drop zone? Do they have that? Do they allow that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's of, yeah, her boss. Yeah. So she's <laughs> been kind of introduced to it and everything. So right. she sees it now that she's been on the show. She's like, oh, that paramotoring might be something mm -hmm. I might want. That's why we told her we'll talk you into it before the hour's up. <laughs> <laughs> right? Probably just need to do a tandem. Yep. Right? That's right. why, Jay, that's why you need that tandem so you can start taking these girls up and convince them to fly. Right? Yeah. Yep. Go ahead. Setting aside NASCAR nuts and a giraffe from Wisconsin, how <laughs> is uh, how is a houseboat next to a nuclear plant for $2,500, a good thing. <laughs> you know what? That's how you get, Will, that's how you get superpowers. Don't you watch Smokeville? <laughs> I was telling him about the clip that I lost. Oh, yeah, that guy was... <laughs> Eric's buddy. <laughs> yeah, that, that guy's sitting there talking. He's like, oh, yeah, I just go to a dock and then I find an old widow that'll take care of me for the night. And, <laughs> and, and then I move on down the river to another dock. <laughs> yeah, I kind of blocked that part of the conversation out. But it was on my video. And I wanted it on there. You guys live on you guys live on a lake, don't you? Just a little twenty-five acre lake. Okay. Do you guys fish? Um, Eric does not, because um, he doesn't call this fishing. Um, my son does, and he's been duck hunting out here now the last couple of weeks. And oh, I missed duck hunting. <clears throat> I uh, I never went fishing this year at all. I barely even took the kayak out. I was so flipping lazy going out there. So, so you guys don't do your own fish fries or nothing? Because I know Wisconsin's huge for Friday fish fries. Oh, we'll miss go out for them, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, miss those. Yeah. There's, there's very little places here that have a fish fry. When we ask, where's a good fish fry? They just look at you like, what? <laughs> what's a in it, what's In an old-fashioned. Yes. Oh, in the old-fashioned. my language, girl. Right? Yep. <clears throat> oh, yeah. 
people don't know that out there. They look at you like, the, where are you from? <laughs> what? You don't know what a Friday fish fry is? You know what or, a pig is? Or hot ham and rolls on Sunday. You guys got hot ham and rolls on Sunday? Oh, Eric says at one of the grocery stores, yes. Otherwise, yeah. it's chicken. <laughs> Otherwise, it's chicken. <laughs> Jay, they don't have, not nowhere here has hot ham and rolls. No. You asked what for are hot, you saying? Rolls? hot ham rolls. Hot ham, ham and rolls. Rolls. Ham yeah. And rolls. Yeah, yeah, I was back. It was I? Can what was that place called? Uh, or, or not? O'Reilly? Not O'Reilly's. That's an auto store. What's the one that we always used to go down the street and get the hot ham and rolls? That old Irish guy. I know. I can't. Were you buying your ham and rolls at O'Reilly's? <laughs> no, not O'Reilly. But it was an, an Irish guy. And it was every Sunday we'd get the hot ham and roll. You get six buns, hot ham, and then a potato salad and a thing of beans mm. for like six bucks or ten bucks. Perfect way to watch the Packer game. Yeah. That's what we do. We'd get that on Sundays. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I, I do remember my mom getting the poppy, poppy seed buns and yeah. Yeah. Uh, mayo and ham and cheese and heating them up yeah Yeah. Yeah. making eric hungry (laughs) yeah and will hey will you better be around next tuesday what's next tuesday shut the hell up do not (laughs) what are you gonna call it now we can't say hanging out with it's it's just a Tuesday night hangout for everybody to go to. I mean, as I said before, it's just an educational no, I just way said, for us know. to all. What's that address again? <laughs> huh? Why did you say do we? <laughs> I forgot the address again. <laughs> what did you say? I forgot the address again. Oh, come on, Deweese. <laughs> You're killing me. You know what? You know what's gonna really suck is that when the show takes off, he's gonna he's gonna come. <laughs> how how did this show grow so huge? Yeah, we might not um, let you back in, Shane. We know you're listening in the background. Oh, and, yeah. and knocking down Tyler in his bathroom. Because <laughs> you know Chris is saying, don't don't be listening to that shit. Get back. <laughs> <laughs> I said I wanted a boudet. <laughs> <laughs> and Krista's drinking water. What? Yeah. I can't tell. Like a million miles away. She's like this big. She's really? 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 Yeah, you Why just like huge. a huge. Here's my water. Yeah, what's up with that? Here's my check. <laughs> huh? What's up with the water? Uh, Dehydration? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know I drink water? Here on you. He's playing for me. I feel like it's... Stop. Go. <laughs> My bottle. Jack off. Jack, go. Jack off. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Jack. Hi, Jack. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> you know what? Hey, if he's as talented as, as he says he is, that bathroom shouldn't take him more than a weekend to knock out and, and finish it. No? 
Well, I, I, agree. I, I was talking to one him. mansion. <laughs> I, mean, come I was on. talking to him. I said, you know, that we're going to have to come down there right after Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's, and we'll get all this shit done that you need to get done. He goes, oh, by then I'll have it all done. We'll have to go camping or something. <laughs> yeah. thinking, okay, I know how projects go. Right. And this project <laughs> right here that's, you know, that in this room, this was like a year in progress, and I still don't have trim all the way out. See the white? <laughs> yeah, you can you can see I still you know, I'm working. I'm working on trim. Pointed out, so it's, it's a great, but the answer points out the flaws. Oh yeah. Well, on top of that, we didn't even get it finished, and then the storm came through and peeled up the shingles, and all of this wood has to be replaced. Um, that's a claim. It is. It is. And now I'm fighting with insurance because those idiots said that they expect a contractor to come in, and this is all cedar, come in, pull the cedar down, clean it up, restain it, and put it back up. Anybody knows anything about cedar, cedar oh. it gets very crispy. And yep. they're like, there's not one board that won't break when they pull it down. Yep, it flakes. Yeah. So. Holy, you know what? Insurance companies, the best thing that they always say, it's an act of God. <laughs> well, it was, it was a real well, I know, but I know, but that's what they say is there's that's that's it's an act of God. Well, the thing is, is uh, a year ago, we had a brand new fifth wheel that, um, it's a long story. It ended up having a brand new fifth wheel, ended up having twenty thousand dollars worth of damage, and the damage happened not in when it was in our possession. And it happened when it was at the dealer's possession and everybody said, not our problem, not our problem. And then our insurance said that they would give me, what happened was is a tree limb must've fallen on the fifth wheel when it was at the dealership. And then it sat there and just rotted and rotted and it wiped out a whole bathroom. They, the, our insurance, which is state farm, not fricking Joe's insurance down the road. They said that they would give me the dime size patch that the little pinhole that was up there, but the rest of it was my problem because it happened over the course of time. Oh my god! So that's that's the story on why you know Will we had the brand new fifth wheel when we showed up down at um, Bad Apples because we traded in our old one and picked up the new one because I'm not having no broken down ass shit, right? Are you huh? still at the farm? Yeah, right. <laughs> Why did Unfortunately, yes. Oh, sorry. Well, go yeah, again. We've, Why seen didn't the, we've seen a thing or two. Why didn't the dealership's insurance or the dealership cover that? Because they're assholes and they uh, they refuse to do anything. And I should have. What I should have done is hired a lawyer. Yeah. And pursued it, but there comes a point in my life where I have to pick and choose my battles. And I was so exhausted on fighting everybody. I fought with my insurance on it. You know, yeah. why didn't my insurance cover it and then go after their insurance? Yeah. And right. I actually suggested that to state farm. And he's like, Whoa, we don't want to do that. We don't, we might get stuck with it. And I'm yeah. like, really? You know, I had better insurance when I dealt with, I don't know, progressive you know so here's the thing on my business insurance i have a company out of michigan it's called frankenmuth and that's my business insurance 
my insurance and I go through a uh, insurance broker. My broker will, if I wreck a vehicle, which I'm known to wreck a lot of shit. So my insurance guy, I call him up. Yep. I just ripped off the side of my truck. He just goes, take it to the body shop, get it fixed. We'll get it covered. You know, that's the kind of insurance you want. Well, that's I pay for it, but you know, they call me and or I call them. I tell them I just totaled something else out. No problem. We'll get it covered. I go and I freaking buy the fifth wheel. I get full coverage, everything. And then, you know, that's our personal insurance. And they're like, yeah, we'll give you the little pasty that you need to push on there and then you'll be good. <laughs> really? So don't get me started on insurance. I hope you get insurance on those, Han, just so you know. Yeah, actually, we don't have any insurance on them things. Hmm. Yeah, you might want to get some insurance on those. Sounds like Eric fucks a lot of shit up. (laughs) It's usually side mirrors. So your insurance company is called Frankenmoose? What? (laughs) Frankenmoose? Really? <laughs> yeah, my, my business insurance is Frank and Muth Insurance. Frank and Moose. That sounds Frank like it's constant <laughs> insurance. Frank, Frank and Moose. Kind of like Halloween. Cartoon. Moose. Yeah. Moose? Not Moose. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> you know what? Uh, next Tuesday night, go out to dinner. Never mind. Uh, anyway. <laughs> We'll tell you all um, about it later, Will. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, what's the platform going to be for next Tuesday, Eric? Since you're yeah, gonna it's whole- nothing's going to change. It's just going to be the same shit show that it is on every other <laughs> Tuesday night. I ain't changing nothing. We're just going to just roll with it, wing it. You need to come up with something that we need to rip on Shane for, since he's not going to be there. Which he's going to walk. <laughs> Because you know he's going to have to retort with something. So no, we're he'll to- be there. He'll be in the background listening. Uh, you know, and we're, I'm just, somebody, I think it was um, Nick, Nick Griffith. He said uh, last night, you know, these shows are what, um, they're educational for us all. They keep us all together. They keep us all talking. They keep us all informed. And that's what we want to do is we don't want, we don't, you know, I don't, what else am I going to do? You know, like I told Jay, we don't have a life. And obviously there's other people out there that really don't have a life. I don't want to say it like that, but I mean, seriously, this is our life. Yeah. And, and I don't want to lose that part, that Tuesday, or that Tuesday night life. You know, that's one thing I actually look forward to is God, does my life suck? <laughs> That's what you should call it. Tuesday night. <laughs> Let's talk. Say that again, Will. I say, God forbid you do something productive like finish that ceiling. Well, hell no. <laughs> like, what? Back, to, back to Shane, though. But I saw a video that Shane went to a fly in and brought like yeah. shit to do his trailer with, and people were putting his mark. Yeah. Yeah. They Mark Mark showed up. That was uh, moonshine. So don't tell me that Shane doesn't have people to do his bathroom for him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hi. Hi. Saw that video. 
I'm like, they're in a, they're in a fly-in and they're putting in flooring in his trailer. Yeah, but it rained. Well, yeah, I but know. that was uh, that was well. So Mark brought the flooring out because Mark owns or used to own or has a connection with flooring company. But so, he's home, isn't he? No, he's not. Oh, no, not anymore. He's not homeless anymore. He's he's renting a house. He sold. Okay, so Mark's story is he had a big, beautiful home that it was just him and his wife. It's totally not needed for them to. And he absolutely hated mowing the lawn. And I think he said he had five acres of grass to mow. Okay. Holy shit. So, yeah. So <laughs> he, he wanted to get rid of it. So he, they sold that house, but because of the price of lumber, they're just renting a home right now. Um, so that's our standing joke with the guy is he's homeless. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah, no, he, uh, uh, he, he's just waiting right now to build a home. So, but I, I, I definitely think, uh, I definitely think Krista, we should come down and give you guys a hand on whatever you need. Uh, you know, I can, I can mess shit up. I mean, I got proof. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, you're not the only one that can mess shit up. Come on now. Right. Hey, I can. I can start a project all day long. Finishing is a different story. Eric, 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 did you sell all those little paramotor guys? I know you said you had 10 of them. Did everybody contact you and said, oh, I want one, I want So you sold out of those little paramotor guys? No, I'm picking picking them up. I have uh, uh, Mark. Mark wants one. Uh, Mark McElroy wants one because the clay one... um, you know, he, okay, so Mark Mark throws jabs at me every day, which I love. I absolutely love the jabs that he throws at me, which is pretty funny. Um, but he made me feel good about it. He's like, you know, I I want one of the plastic ones. I go, Mark, what did you do with the one that we gave you? And he goes, well, I'm not going to let it sit in my truck and get beat up in the in the temp in the hot temperatures. So I keep it in the motorhome when I go to fly-ins. And then when I'm not at a fly-in, I keep it in my closet hung up. I'm like, hey, that's kind of cool. You know, he goes, it's actually something that means something to me. So he wants the plastic one to throw into his truck to, to get it beat around. And then um, Shane, oh, Shane wants one so he can do his paramotor guy videos. He doesn't want to videos that he's going to create. <laughs> well, he's been talking about it for a while, and it's going to be cool, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. See, now um, that, that you guys sent me one, my brother wants one. I'm like, I don't know if I can get you one. Yeah, we, we we can get you one. Um, I'm. Uh, I talked to, to him. Them, I think you need to sell them a little bit more expensive than thirty five dollars. Well, I'm not making no money. They're thirty four bucks, and 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 is what I'm paying for them now. Uh, the clay ones were 33. Um, and, but I'm, I, I got, he's selling these for 34 now. You want one demand 50 bucks. I ain't looking, I ain't looking to make no money. I, I just, I just, uh, that's why I was giving them away. You know, I gave them to the way to the people that are on our shows 
and also to some of the new pilots that were making, making uh, uh, their first flights. So, but What's that? I'm sorry, what? Randy wants one. Randy wants one. Randy wants one. Oh, yeah, I could get one. Um, you better start writing these down. I ain't writing shit down. Just remind me later when I get them. I'm picking them up this weekend. So I think I need to get a 3D printer and start making these. I know. That's what I well, was trying to do. And when... yeah, I think you, and not only that, but you could do it like girls want, just want to fly. And you could have just the girls want to fly. So that it's a girl paramotor. Yeah. Doesn't sound like it would be too hard to do. It would be if you have no clue on how to run a 3D printer. Yeah. That would be. Because I went last year already talking to one of the 3D printer, well, he wasn't teaching it really, um, but he had like five 3D printers in there in the school. And he's like, yeah, you could do this yourself. I could actually give you the program. It's There's a couple of free programs, but it's learning the programming. Yeah, but three three printers are really not that expensive. It, no, they're it, not. But it's learning the program to do it. Because I took in my paramotor, and he's like, "Yeah, you can try it on your own. <laughs> I'll give you the uh, product to try it." Will's got to have the know how. He's computer savvy. I don't know the first thing about that. I've always been intrigued about three D printing, but I, I don't know the first thing about them. It's all it's all about clicking. Yeah, and knowing what to click and when. <laughs> those things, those things are cool. I tell you, those are a hot item. Yeah, I have. I've looked at the. They got different. Web, uh, they've got this website. I think where it's nothing but free. Uh, you download the file, and then you can actually print it out, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, can't remember have the name. Had, have you ever guys had one of those uh, remote control? Uh, paramotor like the, uh like an rc car or whatever but there are paramotors that actually have a wing and they take off and go you know what i'm saying i've um, seen them. it's like a remote control car but it's a paramotor it's like actually a little thing that you fly oh yeah we've seen those at the fly-in yeah yeah what about those i mean it's just like an rc car would that be perfect sitting at a fly-in it's not flying but it's cool enough to fly one of those i think that Will and i were chasing one of them yeah, well, Jade was chasing me, chasing one of them. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. Novelty things in this sport is big. Yeah. It is. I mean, look at your t-shirts. She can't get enough of the t-shirts, the, the, the spare swag or whatever. Oh. Spare swag? Yeah. yeah. Love those. Love those t-shirts. Love the, the most softest t-shirts you've ever had. They're great. Paris swag. Huh? Not the Paris swag. Those aren't the soft one. It's um Paralyte. Paralyte. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Marks are so small, so soft. Mark uh McElroy. Oh, those are oh, those are the best. And Deweese and Angela, um, the shirt or Deweese's shirt is um from that same company. Mm -hmm. I think. Uh, I think. I'm not. Now tell me. She's wearing one right now. Way to represent. Oh, yeah. Way to represent, girl. 
That's my shirt too. I'd be wearing it, but it's too hot. <laughs> so this is the exact same shirt that Mark has. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. The Show them what you're doing with your But company. mine have my company logo on there. Uh, if you look, at, if you look at it, it's so I own a sheet metal shop. If you look at it, it's galvanized. Oh, his company on there. So it's it's galvanized uh, lettering. Eric, you got all that skills. Are you guys going to develop your own trike? No. <laughs> you have Eric, come back, Eric. With the shirt. So I, there's a shirt that uh, I get off of Amazon. I think it's called Level One or something, but it's 60% cotton, 40% polyester. Is that what that is? Uh, this is 50 50. 50 50. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, because the 60 40 is like really soft, but um, Paralyphs is just a little bit softer so i bet that's why i don't make her wash them in the washing machine because i don't like it that's the company check out eric's pants shut the hell up leave me alone just you know what <laughs> why don't you go find friends is it i don't have my glasses on is it hippie night we're gonna have a tuesday no, hippie night? i don't know what it was. puffins hey <laughs> They're my, my lounge pants, and they say stud puffing, and oh, they got a little curves on it. Anyway. You know, Jay's going to come out with all sorts of cool shit, because you know what? Guys love wearing bottoms. Yep. Paramotor. You like wearing what? Bottoms. Paramotor, like, like what Eric's wearing, BJ's. Oh. I don't know what you call I was, I was thinking I could do uh, boxers and do paramotor oh, boxers. Absolutely. Where you have the fan right by the crotch. <laughs> oh, God. That would probably be more on the butt. <laughs> <laughs> butt fan, exactly. I'm going to bed. You guys are out? Going to bed. All right, Good. yeah. yeah. I need to send everybody to bed here, too. You know, uh, you know okay. the cupcake had to come in after the butt plug and said, I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm going night. Okay. Night, Krista. See you next time. Have a good hey. rest of the week, Krista. I think you're onto something with the uh, boxer shorts and the paramotor in the front because, you know, wiener would come out and spin like. <laughs> You know what I mean? I, that would be cool. <laughs> I think us guys could have fun with that. <laughs> hey, do you realize that if you sold thongs that had a paramotor on them, you would sell those at um, fly-ins? I think I agree with that, Eric. No, I, I'm dead serious. You want to know why? Because when I raced, I had thongs that said... My my number, which was one six nine. Oh, I gotta go get my shirt. And those. <laughs> First of all, that wouldn't fit on, on yours, Eric. It would have to be like the number one, or you know, like single digit. But one six nine. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, Eric. 
number was one seven three four seven two one eight nine. He went to get his underwear, didn't he? <laughs> 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 no, he's he's heat pressing the shirts over there. Well, that's our mess over there, and that's uh -huh. our awning. Will what is it? The, the awning, the new awning. Oh, you haven't put it up yet. No, want to come up and help? No, <laughs> Man, that made a hellacious noise. Found the scissors. Man, so was that an insurance claim or did you just buy a new one? No, I just buy a new one. Yeah. Put a new one in your ass. Eric, don't mess around. It don't work. I buy a new one. <laughs> Man, that one in your ass. We fought for two days. <laughs> Luis, do you want to be a guest next week? Um, yeah, you don't ask me the hard questions. <laughs> I don't have a guest next week. I'll cheer you guys. What? I'll cheer her up. I said no, I'll you need to be a guest next week. Oh, yeah, I can be a guest. Okay. But you can't ask me hard, any hard questions. <laughs> No. Um, I have a gal the following week, and then after that, I don't, I don't have anybody. It's like I, I try to go into that. Ouch! I try to go into that paramotor fly girl, and I get responses of, "Oh, I don't fly anymore," or "I don't fly," or "I'm too shy," and I'm like, "If you need the Spanish-speaking interpreter, I can get you one." she backed out okay she i i tech i messaged her last week after you said that and the gal she responded back and um she said i work i can't do this I'm like all right sorry sorry to bother you um well keep your mop handy <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and the little globe <laughs> earring <laughs> I was really hoping that Halloween was going to fall on our day, but it's a David Wolf day. So, oh, I'm sorry. That was, that, well, I don't, I don't, I, I ain't going to lie to you. I don't watch Sundays anymore. But we could do a show. I'm not going to lie. It's football. I don't have time. <laughs> but we could do a dress up on the 27th show, do a fun one. Oh and just have a bunch of uh, yes, that would be awesome. Dress can up as guests dress up too. What can some of us in the audience dress up too? Oh heck yeah! Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, Halloween. Yeah, yeah. So Here, we'll do know, that. This I is a can, small community, and getting guests on a weekly basis must be incredibly difficult. I go on, Will, as soon as no, I lay down no, in bed and I try to I, I try to uh, reach out to 
two or three ladies and hope by morning I have a response. And it's just lately I've been getting a thanks my model. type thing. <laughs> we'll, got that. we'll got that one. Yeah, I, got it. I hope I get a response from one of them at least by morning. Right. But I'm not. <laughs> well, but for what I'm saying is, is it, it, there has to be, I would think, allowance in the format for to, to, to take away the pressure of having to get a guest every week. You know what I mean? Or if there is a cancellation, you know, we'll, we'll turn it into a fun show or open chat or. Well, that's why I'm thinking I'm going to have to open it up to not just girls want to fly because it's it's starting to irritate me that David Wolf is um, getting girls more and more. And that girl that was on last week, I reached out to her and she never responded to me. And I reached out to her about two months ago. Uh, so another reason why I don't watch. Um, so, what about, what about friend, Lily, actually, you know? Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, that's why I think a lot of times you just need to have open chat. You need to just open up and just let everybody just talk. But the thing is, when there's like six people in here, you saw how it was like last week with 14. It was very hard to talk. Um, the first come first her. You know, we only have six slots. Whoever comes on first or whatever, or y'all can yeah. try. Well, do exactly all. right. First come, first serve. I, right. I, 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 yeah. Yep. Just limit how many people you're going to let in. Yeah, exactly. Hey, and what about Lily tonight? She said her friend that flies too. That Abby. True. That was perfect. Right. Oh, I, are you kidding me? You say, you don't come back on my show, bring your friend. Oh, that would be a great show. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I would really like to get some of the past gals on too at some point, just to see where they're at. I, I've reached out to a couple of them like that. Tammy French. Do you remember she was in Idaho? Yep. I feel bad that she lost respect in her instructor and felt like she was being pushed into the sky when she didn't know everything and she hurt herself. And, um, she says, I'm done. I, I need to find a different instructor. She says, but I continue to, to kite, but until I find somebody else, I'm not going to have that guy try to take me and hurt me, put me in the sky when yeah. I felt he didn't know what he was even doing. Yep. So I, yeah. I reach, I know I'm trying to reach out to everybody because it's like, I want, you know, I'm hoping someday I can meet some of these people. And okay. what about Joe? Uh, Tony or Angela, anyway, one of them gave you a golden uh, suggestion that is to, it's just like sales, you know, when you go tell something and the next question is pretty much, well, who do you know yeah. who could also benefit or, or whatever? I mean, so they're already flying. So they probably do know a handful of people. Um, that's a great idea. Right. You know? And that Michelle, I started following her, her daughter that just became a, a pilot. Mm -hmm. See, that's the thing is when you get these guests on, people don't know. And then you start following them. Yeah. I mean, I don't know any about, I mean, this girl tonight, I have no clue. And now she sends, and I'll, I'll check her out for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's got to be incentive for people to come on your show. Like, you know, okay. I'll come on your show and look how many followers you got. I mean, it might be a couple, but so what? Let's yeah. start. 
What if you just did two? Hey, don't, don't stress. Okay. Hang on. I can't hear both of you. Will, what? Well, no, no, he wasn't finished. Go ahead. No, I'm good. Well, okay. So I was just going to say, what if you just, you know, had two open uh, chats a month and two guest chats a month or something like that? Just to, uh, these are just ideas. They are yeah. certainly not questions. I mean, I don't know the first thing about running. Uh, no, I like that. Yeah. Just limit how many people are in your chat. You don't have like a massive amount of people talking at one time. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, like the, like tonight's guest, she said, "Oh, I I saw Michelle, I stalk her, and this and that." Well, now bring them on the show and let them introduce each other and say, "Oh, yeah, okay, that's you know, that's a great idea." I like yeah. Oh, you're on it. But would, but would it be bad if I had guys on the show? No. As no. long as you dress up with wigs, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would be bad, but it doesn't set you apart as much as what you've got now. And you really are doing fantastic as far as the numbers and stuff are, are going. Yeah. So I don't, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, don't feel like you have to do that. Um, I think if you just got a few people together and y'all started talking, someone's bound to have a problem or something to them that day, or they're struggling with something to do with flying. Yeah, I think Will's right. If you compromise and start having a lot of guys on, then you're not going to be just girls just want to fly. Okay. Which is the thing. And she makes the point because, I mean, that's what, you, that's what you're all about. Girls want to fly. It's a girl show. If, you, if you're, you're not going to put a wig on, you can't come on. Not until after show, but you, on your show, it's all about girls. Hey, and one other quick thing is, you know how like you put the notice yesterday about the show? Or was it Monday? But I can't share it. Why can't you share it? It won't let me. Do you know what I'm talking about, Jade? Yeah. Facebook? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to... Someone told... I shared something, too. with, Or I, I posted something, too, and someone said, could you make it shareable? But I don't know how to do that, either. I don't yeah, know. I, I don't do Facebook. I don't... Facebook. Facebook. What? He's got to be clicking and doing things. <laughs> Eric's bored. <laughs> so do we do not terrible? No, not from not from YouTube to Facebook. I don't. Oh. But I I can try. Uh, yeah, I can Facebook, see, I to Facebook. I have no idea. I don't know what that, that even. How do you do that? I I don't know if two were. I don't know if you can do that with. The two separate ones. <laughs> I think. I think if Jade reached out to some of her past guests and talked to them, uh, like Michelle, Michelle's daughter, you know, there's a connection. Uh, the girl, Lily, tonight, and then you have Lily's friend. You, you know, they know females that are into aviation. I guarantee Michelle knows other pilots that are in aviation, and girls like to talk about themselves. No offense, girls, but. Um, you know, they like <laughs> don't stab me with them scissors. <laughs> Girls like to 